Alrighty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Clockwork Cantina, episode 42. Hello, everyone. Hello. I, uh... How are we doing today, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well. I got the chat up. I know some of y'all probably still coming in. I hope. And we're starting earlier than we usually do, because, uh... Because we're going to watch the PC gaming show thing. Hell yeah, man. I already have it up. Uh, they're playing, uh, they're showing some, just some different stuff and doing, like, they got some music going and stuff like that. Um, so. Yeah, I got it open too. Uh, for anybody that is watching along at home, I'll swap over there when we get started. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we've never done this, I don't think, on Cantina, have we? No. Where we watch something and, and record and record our react well, not record yep. our reactions. We have but... not. Oh look at that, OG Witcher. Oh damn. No, um, yeah, this this is, this is the first time we've done uh, you know like a watch along like show type thing, reactionary yeah. type deal. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna have sound on it and we're just gonna damn the consequences. <laughs> if any of that come hey, along. Man. Hey man, like this is if, if if you get punished for this, man. It's video games. Come on, right? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Come on now. Um. But yeah, I did. Uh, I did watch the Gorilla Collective. I thought about streaming it, but I was like, I need to take a shower and shit first. And by the time I got back in here from that, it was like already started, and I was like, eh. How was uh, how was that? I I didn't I didn't. Um, there was nothing really super mime for me. There wasn't wow. anything super mind blowing. They had some cool stuff. There was a lot of indie stuff uh, in mm. there, and then they had like a paradox thing after that, which was part of the Gorilla Collective. That had um, they showed off the new uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines two in there, um, along with Empire of Sin. They showed some Empire of Sin stuff, which you know I'm I am pretty high for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 know, I know that's been something that you've been looking forward to, for sure. They showed some of the new Crusader Kings things, which I'm also interested in. And just some stuff like that. Nothing really um, super mind-blowing for me, though. Um, but it's probably it's probably worth you going back and watching the VOD or watching some of the trailers. Um, they had some technical difficulties a couple times and cut out some trailers. For example, they cut out the... The, the new Baldur's Gate trailer like halfway through it and so you missed like half of it so it kind of sucked <laughs> damn that's, uh, rough. that's rough but yeah um I guess we should introduce ourselves my god we forgot again uh I'm Josh902 and this is a co-host and I'm DT3 hello everybody if you're watching for the first time wow. we usually introduce ourselves right away we usually uh <clears throat> go about the show at least in the beginning, in a, in a, in a different fashion. Mm -hmm. We usually uh, talk about the news for the past week and whatnot. But, uh, you know, this this is a different type of episode. This is, PC Gaming Show is going to be coming up. So This is probably going to be like... We're probably going to be here... I read this was two hours. I don't know if this is going to mm -hmm. be two hours, but I read the PC Gaming Show's two hours. And then after that, there's the future game thing. Let me get the mm, summer game fest. Future game show, yeah. Um. Up as well, and also let me grab my phone. I'm gonna need it. All right. 
All right, uh, which it starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So this could be a, I could be in here for for a little bit. Yeah, boy. Um, it's all good. So we got we got some time before um this gets started. We can talk about what we've been up to. What you been up to this week, my man? Uh, I have been uh watching some movies playing some games uh, uh for example uh played some overwatch because the event was gonna be ending uh i tried valorant out for the first time that game is uh pretty interesting it's uh like counter-strike combined with overwatch together because of the abilities and stuff mm-hmm. i need to get used to it like i need to like I, like i've never played any of the counter-strike games before so it's something that's gonna be like a learning curve for me but I can I can see I can see why people like the game. I just you know I just got to get better at it. Um, I watched uh, a couple movies. Uh, one of them being The Irishman. I saw for the first time, finally. Uh, and then I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, good movies. And then I watched the Mandalorian Gallery episode. Oh yeah, you know the, the behind the scenes, but you know documentary about season one of the how Mandalorian. Many, how many episodes is that, by the way? There's there's eight, and uh, yes, last night or or yesterday was episode seven. Uh, they were talking about the score, oh, yeah. uh, which is really which is really interesting because the music of Star Wars is always great. And Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, they were talking about that. So we have one more episode left on that, and then. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I watched the PlayStation Five uh, event. Yeah, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, we watched um, that. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. Imagine you get you can go check out that vod over on Daniel's Twitch if you want to. It's probably up. Yeah, yeah. check that out. It's good stuff. Uh, I was in there with him, and we watched and reacted to that stuff. So there's some yeah, cool. There's a few cool things in there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff in that for sure. Hang on one second, I need to fix something really quick, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the stream for just a moment, guys. Just to pay, oh, we'll still be here. We'll still be here chatting. I just need to figure something out real quick. Cease. There we go. And we're back. All right, sorry about that, guys. Um, what have I been up to? I've been up yeah. to uh, well, I did the PlayStation thing with you. I've been yeah. watching. So I've watched some movies this week. Oh um, yeah, man! What'd you watch? Let me open my voodoo, and I will tell you. <laughs> okay. uh, because I I I need to be like, which of these did I watch again? Because I bought a bunch. I bought like several yeah. movies. Wh- which movies did I buy again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I bought a. I bought several. Um. Um. So what I watched was I've watched uh, I watched the Warcraft movie again. Um, just cause, um, I love World of Warcraft and I've only ever seen the movie like one time and it's okay. It's not a super amazing movie, but I enjoyed it. It's for what it is. Um, uh, I bought, uh, the Lord of the Rings extended editions and I watched Fellowship of the Ring and I've watched the two towers within the last week. So, uh, again, even though I think we watched them not too, that too long ago, but it's like, fuck it. I want to watch them again. Yeah, when we uh, watched them, like, I think, like, a little over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I really, uh, fucking love those movies. Um, 
In terms of games, I've bought a few, but the big thing I've been playing, uh, let me put my Steam actually. I actually and... I actually got a few games as well. Yeah, what you what you been playing while I pull this up? Well, what I've been playing uh Or what have you bought or whatever you want to talk about, bro? Yeah, well, I've been playing Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3 on stream, which has been fun. Played a little bit of that yesterday, might play some of that later today depending on how the day goes. Uh, but what I bought recently, I got 3 games recently. Uh, I got Assassin's Creed Origins uh, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And then uh, also uh, Medieval, the uh, PS4 game, which oh, is you know, the, the remaster of the. Uh, oh, I think we're starting. The, uh, yeah, we are starting of me, the PS1 game. But anyway, yeah, we're starting up. So let's, let uh, me, uh, let's do let this, man. Let me flop over here. Look at this fucking guy, man. <laughs> Mine is not working right. There we go. Oh, I got an ad. Oh no, that's not an ad. No, oh, yeah, that's like the pre, the pre, the intro, the pre-show. Sorry, I saw, I saw like one picture and thought it was an ad. No, you good. I'm like buffering like crazy. Got an arcade in his home. Hell yeah, that'd be dope. Right? Cares what size you are, what let me know, um, in chat, guys. By the way, if audio is fine, if it's too loud, if it's too low, and stuff like that, and I can adjust it for sure. Definitely go crazy when they see this car. I dropped the quality just a bit to get us a little bit smoother. Oh man, the PC gaming show. Man, and a lot. I used to... Oh, it's a little robot dude. Yep. <laughs> that little robot dude's cool, man. Like a Terminator. Terminator vision. <laughs> well, here it is. Robot bro made it. Oh, it's the meme. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny, man. <laughs> that's so stupid, but it's funny at the same time. Oh man. Ah shit. Here we go. There we go. Hell yeah. DC Gaming two hour. Show. They, they said it was two hours. Yeah, I think I'm like five seconds behind you because I keep buffering. For more okay. Than 40 games, including the next game from Dean Hall, the creator of DayZ. The world exclusive Ooh. debut of gameplay footage for Evil Genius 2. 
Ruthless combat in mortal shell. Everspace 2. Epic battles in a total war saga. Troy. Troy. Oh yeah, I want to see some of that. Chapter of Elite Dangerous Mafia. Definitive edition. Interesting. A look at New World, Amazon's upcoming open world MMO. Mm-hmm. Why, hello there, PC Gaming Show. This is Greg Miller, just borrowing your broadcast for a moment to say that later on, I'll be dropping in again to reveal one of my favorite franchises that's coming to PC for the first time ever. If you can name this tune, maybe you'll recognize what it is. Okay, interesting. I don't know the tune. I'm trying to think of what it could be, too. It sounds familiar, but, uh... PC Gaming Show hosts Day 9 and Frankie Ward. Frankie! Day 9! Hello, Internet. Welcome to the 2020 PC Gaming Show. I am one of your hosts. Put Day 9 in the fucking bunker. And I'm delighted <laughs> to have you wherever you may be tuning in. Twitch or YouTube or Twitter. Welcome to our sixth annual event where we have over two hours of content. 50 plus games we're going to be looking at in the form of reveals, trailers, interviews that we've recorded in the last several weeks. Before we get into that, though, I want to take a moment to address. Oh, my goodness. Ongoing situation in America. I'm buffering. Sorry, guys. Let me adjust well, this. Probably, yeah. Glad to be oh, sure yeah, some games seems, today. Yeah. First time, first time hiccups. There we go. Well, it threw me like back a little bit. There we go. Lives matter, and this is not a fight that we are willing to stand on the sidelines for. So, what can we all do? There's a great many organizations that deserve support right now, and one of them is the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund at NAACPLDF.org. If you want to support this and get some great games in the process, hundreds of developers have joined together at itch.io to create the bundle for racial justice and equality. It's a pay whatever you want for the bundle and 100% of the proceeds go to the NAACP fund and the community bail fund. There's a lot more resources and information we'd like to share. So PC Gamer has created All right. an ongoing list of ways that you can get involved in supporting protesters. That's it. PC Good stuff, Gamer. man. I'm trying to make sure I'm co uh fight that we are willing to stand on the sidelines for. Yeah. So co-host Frankie. Hey, Frankie. Us from the other side of the internet. Welcome, Frankie. And why don't you say hello? Hello, Sean, and hello. Frankie, rocking that yellow around the world. Twitter. Right. Really exciting to be with you again. And Sean, <laughs> I've prepared a veritable smorgasbord of PC gaming interviews. I guess I got a yellow shirt on too. This year's show <laughs> features the most games we've ever presented. So. Yeah. Yeah. Give every choice because it's go time. Thanks, Frankie. And I gotta say, your apartment <laughs> looks quite a bit more like a music video than mine does. Maybe I should have sprung for better lighting. Either way, it's time for the PC gaming show. And as I said earlier, 50 plus games. We've been talking to the developers, interviewing them for weeks now. And though it looks kind of empty here, I'm not alone. My beautiful assistant and good buddy DevBot. You may have seen him making All his right. way over here. He is awaiting us. So let's go join him and get the show started. All right, DevBot, what do we have for this year's PC gaming show? I've downloaded 50 game trailers and 10 interviews, Sean. That's a lot of trailers. 
That I mean, two hours, man. They did say. Well, excellent. Well, what should we Valheim. A procedurally generated landscape. Show me the game, Devbot. World exclusive. Coffee stain. Stain presents. You caught up now, then? Yeah, I, uh. Everything good? I can't I can't full screen it. Oh, okay. But well, I can do I can do this, which you can still see stuff, so. Yeah, that, that's that works. That's fine, right? It's good my monitor's too big. <laughs> oh. Valheim. You can sign up for the beta. Yeah. The next game has been in the works for quite a while and is just about to come out. I've been following it the whole time, and if a game that features farming, creature collection, dance battles, and bears wearing pants sounds like your cup of tea, then it's time to put the kettle on and enjoy some ooblets. I feel like this is a Baba game. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. What's up, Phenom? Hi, Phenom. Oh, man. It's like a. I would say it's like a fucking alternate. It's an alternative game to Animal Crossing, kind of. Yeah. Ooblets, early access. 
Oh, this show's better than the other one earlier? Yeah, the other one wasn't amazing. Well, great, what do you got, DevBot? The game is Torchlight 3, a cherished action RPG franchise that features a number of original playable classes. DevBot, you wouldn't have chosen this game because in Torchlight 3 you can play as a steam-powered robot, would you? My game selections are entirely objective and determined by an algorithm that shows the audience only what it wants to see. Show me the algorithm, DevBot. The algorithm is... proprietary. Okay, well, let's play the Torchlight 3 trailer, and when we're done, I want to talk to one of the Torchlight 3 devs. Alright, Torchlight 3. <clears throat> Here we go. So, I never played any of these games. Torchlight games? Yeah, I never played any of these. I played, they always seem like they I played the first neat. one. They're very Diablo. Hmm. Fortune or the future of the frontier. Look at this guy. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big bro right there. Explore remote perilous realms. Battle hordes of ancient powerful enemies. Unite with others to claim your fame and glory. Okay. Torchlight 3. Your legend awaits. Oh, DevBot, please, please connect me with one of those developers. <laughs> you got it, Sean. Joining me today to talk about Torchlight 3 is Max Schaefer. Max, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Now, Max, Torchlight 2's story began with the alchemist from the original Torchlight becoming corrupted and evil. How does Torchlight 3's story tie into the first two? Well, we're in the same world, obviously. We're about a century later now, though, and the, uh, the Empire is A century? Wow. Yes, uh, the Empire is in decline, and they've gotten a little lazy, a little comfortable, and a new threat looms on the horizon. So once again, the adventurers will have to battle the Netherim and all <coughs> the evil baddies threatening the world. In terms of the scope and scale of Torchlight 3, how does it compare to the previous editions? Well, we've expanded quite a bit. Now, for mm. anyone who's played Torchlight 1 and Torchlight 2 will be comfortable with the mechanics and how to play it and all. But uh, we've we've expanded. Oh, this definitely seems like something that I would try. In the world itself, like you get yeah. a customized fort um, that you can decorate, that you can build things in, you can do things that, that looks pretty neat, actually. Account, and you can put things in there that are that are useful to other players, and other players will see your fort randomly out in the world. I want to ask a little bit about the classes. Oh, is it thirty bucks for uh, early access fee now? Something like hmm. a knight or a mage, but in Torchlight Three. We got the steam-powered robots. We have the rail master that can summon trains. Talk to me about not just what some of the classes that players can expect are, but how you even come up with this glorious stuff. Let's see here. <laughs> well, I think that, that, you know, we've always wanted to avoid going like right down Main Street with our character classes and try to do something interesting. Um, but at the same time, we wanted you to be able to look at them and get a sense uh, and get a mm. kind of an intuitive sense of what they do. And uh, so we've applied that here. We've got some really fun characters, like you said, the uh, fully robotic uh, steam-powered robot um, and a guy that summons trains. But we've also got some other cool classes, too, a sharpshooter and a dust mage. 
And, uh, you know, honestly, they're all, they all have new twists and they're all pretty fun to play. In, in terms of the game world itself, how like specifically do the forts get integrated? Like what does it mean to stumble across someone else's fort as you're going through the world? Well, between our, our gameplay levels, we have passages. And when you enter the passage, there will often be a waypoint there, but there will also be someone else's fort. So you will see some random person from the world's fort and they will in turn see uh, occasionally randomly your own fort. And it's definitely worth exploring their fort because you can not only use <coughs> things like the luck tree, but you can use their enchanting table and whatever recipes they've unlocked to enchant your own items. So it's really worthwhile for you to go check them out. Now pets were a big part of the early- Oh man, pets. Game. People what love pets. pet-based entertainment can <laughs> we expect? We have expanded upon the, the pet system. It does all the things you want. It fights Look alongside at that. you. Sells you. They got fucking llamas and dogs. And... Uh, but we've introduced kind That's of a kinda collection cool. mechanic. So you can find pets out in the wild by defeating bosses and make a whole stable of pets that you, of course... You got a stable of pets? That's kind of neat. I know that the Torchlight series has an enormous fan base. For those who are we looking understand. to get their hands on Torchlight 3, where can they go and when can they play it? Well, I'm very, very happy to announce... Today! ...available on Steam yep. right now in early access for $29.99. Go check it out. It's available right this minute. The best yeah, they were they were trying to make like a torch by MMO or something, and they ended up turning it into Torchlight 3 instead, based on face uh, feedback, not faceback. Go to Steam right now to get your hands on the early access version of Torchlight 3. We're just getting started here on the PC Gaming Show. Let's take a look at what's coming up next. You're watching the PC. I mean, it looks like, it looks it looks like an interesting game though, man. I I'd, I'd be willing to try it out, you know. Dean Hall, Blanco's Block Party, the first reveal of Sound Mind, and more. Back to you, Sean. Back to you, Sean. Well, hey, everyone. I hope you're having a great time. I know I am, and I know you want to tell me how much fun you're having, but don't shout. The walls are very thick in here. I can see you, though, if you use the PC Gaming Show hashtag on Twitter or Facebook, or the PC Gamer forums, or a Ouija board, or a Messenger Falcon, whatever is your desired form of communication. I'm sure you've been seeing many of those comments show up live in the show today. And we want your hottest 280 character take that our merry moderators might just select to be on the show. What do we got next? Our next segment. It's time to head on. Oh, shit, Frankie. Elite Dangerous, the space simulation MMO from Frontier, has continued to evolve over the past five years. Set in a one-to-one -one recreation of our actual Milky Way galaxy, players forge their own... If I had build a VR headset, I'd play this game. Trade, fight, and earn the rank of elite. Join I know you don't need one, into the next but I feel like it, like it makes shit cooler <clears throat> when you play these kind of like, um... I'm in the cockpit of this ship kind of game, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I feel you, yeah, yeah. Pre-alpha in in footage game or pre-alpha in engine footage is what I meant to say. <clears throat> Looks pretty neat already. Looks like we get to be an actual person now instead of just being in a ship the whole time. A poison. Poison. A poison. I want my legs and my hands and my face. My body. I need a little jetpack. Uh, dig it. Cool looking gear and weapons. Dig it, dig it. What is this game called? Odyssey? 
Odyssey, Elite Dangerous. Yeah, it's part of Elite Dangerous. Like they're... Arriving 2021. Huh. Looks neat, man. I'm not gonna lie. Joining me to talk about the next chapter of Elite Dangerous is Piers Jackson from Frontier Developments. Thanks so much for joining us, Piers. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be here. Now, I have a lot of questions about the trailer we just saw, but I'm wondering if you can contextualize a little bit for those who haven't played Elite Dangerous. What is it? So I think the best way of, um, of explaining what Elite Dangerous is is to understand how big it is. We have created a... This is what I need to hear because I don't know what this game is. ...authentic space simulation of any game out there, and it's just vast. It's the whole galaxy. You can explore it. You can take your own path. You can be a pilot, a trader, uh, a, a bounty hunter. You can do what you want. You can go where you want, and you can do your own thing. And, and it's that sort of freedom and the ability for people to tell their own story that I think makes Elite what it actually is. Now, in all the streams that I've been following for Elite Dangerous, there's a lot of gameplay that happens in ships. There's a lot of focus on the economy and trading. In this trailer, though, we saw feet on the ground which immediately makes me ask, what is it that we should expect? What should we glean from the trailer? Oh, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. Ultimately, the, the big new feature that we're looking to release here is the fact that you can now, for the very first time, oh, man, on our planets. We've created the last addition, really, in, in terms of going from space all the way down to the planet's surface. So now, now you can set foot, you can explore, you can interact with the environment. And we've taken the... The mission-based gameplay kind of reminds me of uh, No Man's Sky now, a little bit. Yeah. Your own experience that the space game has, and we've transposed that right down onto the planet. For the first time, you'll be able to um, access a whole pile of new planets, all ones with tenuous atmospheres, and obviously you're going to be able to play this in multiplayer. So oh man, multiplayer! Join your friends, you can experience the game from the ship, from an SRV, and finally, finally, from on foot. In what way will this ground? walking on the planet component transform the existing aspects of Elite Dangerous? I think it gives people uh, a new set of experiences to have. We link all the way from ground to the buggies, the SRVs, all the way up to the spaceships so that, so that it becomes a holistic event. The, the design actually encapsulates the whole whole experience. In terms of some of the other systems that are on the planet... Looks so neat. Another game that I'd be willing to try out, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'd try it. I just really wish I had, like, a VR headset with it. Oh, and a flight stick? I haven't had a game where oh, I need yeah, a, a fucking joystick in a while. I, I haven't used a flight stick in years. Yeah, I know. It's been a long time. Elite Dangerous is available right now. Where can players go to play Elite Dangerous and... When can they expect the Odyssey update? So you can uh, you can join in with our community now, playing Elite Dangerous. Um, download it via Steam or go to the Frontiers store or purchase it on console. Uh, we have many, many people okay. playing it. Okay, okay, in terms okay. of Odyssey, you can expect to see that. All right, year. not bad. I hope oh. you all enjoyed that conversation about Elite Dangerous. That's a neat, neat looking game. game. Is continuing to evolve. For our next title. Oh shit, Red Alert. Red alert. Red alert. Bam. Not again. Hi there again, PC gamers. It's me, Greg Miller. Maybe you saw me host the Gorilla Collective. I didn't, Greg, but, but cool. He heard you, Daniel. But I couldn't let anyone else announce this next trailer, <laughs> which is a game near and dear to my heart. Let's take a look. 
Oh, Persona 4. There you go, oh, Josh. Oh, it's coming to Steam. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> I never played this one. I, uh, now available? Oh, shit. Josh about wait, to buy it right wait, now. Wait, it's available now? What the fuck? Josh is about to buy it right now. It is. Persona 4 Golden, 1999. Really? Only 20 bucks? Yeah. Dude, we might fucking be there's spending a, some money there's here. A, there's a digital deluxe for 25 bucks. I didn't realize it was available now. What the fuck? Yeah, it's available Persona now. Persona 4 Golden is available now on Steam. Right, I'll be damned. Josh is like, well, let me about uh, to drop $25 right now. Yeah, like real quick. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be available now. I never played 4, so... I mean, 5 was my very first step into that world, so I, I'll check it out. See you later, PC gamers. Well, that was weird. I thought this live stream was supposed to be secure. That's kind of cool, man. That's real dope. I love when they drop shit like you can play it now. You can buy it now. Well, all right then. While we get this That's sorted pretty out, neat, dude. let's head on over to Frankie. Frankie. Going back to Frankie. Our next trailer reveals an all-new psychological horror game coming to PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X early next year. In Sound Mind will challenge your expectations. They seen the live stream from them? Well, of course not, because Frankie's like, I follow her on Twitch, and she's she's streaming the thing too. So it's not live, live for sure. They definitely. Okay, like, go away. Hey man, this is supposed to be fun. He's like, this ain't live. Why are you lying? Why are you bringing <laughs> us down? Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's cool, man. Persona 4, dude. I didn't. Uh, there was rumors that that thing was gonna come and become a PC, and uh, not only is it, not only were those rumors true, but uh, it's available now. Uh huh. It makes me wonder if they could put five on there eventually. It's just a state of mind. Is five? What's is five only available for uh, for PS4 right now? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Once you find the key huh. to your terror, fear Interesting. will no longer exist. Oh boy, we got us a horror game. Bullshit. When your mind is this twisted. But yourself. Well, we're gonna get DMCA'd with this song. Talk over the song so <laughs> we don't la, 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 get la, la, la. <laughs> trouble too, on you. Too spoopy for you, Fina. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I oh, it's got a demo. Hey everyone, I'm Ido, producer at Recreate Stuff. Hey, I'm Ken, creative director. Hey, Tombstone here. We're the developers who brought you Nightmare House 2, and now we're back. We've partnered with Modus Games and The Living Tombstone, and we're working on a new indie horror game, In Sound Mind. Demo is now out on Steam. Let us know what you think. That was quick. Thank you. So hey, DevBot, how did you get here today anyways? Well, Sean, my sleep state was interrupted when I realized I was late mm. to this year's PC gaming show. So naturally, <laughs> I panicked. I had to improvise about how to reach our undisclosed broadcasting location before you began the show. 
I tried some back roads <laughs> I am not an altering vehicle. It was just tipping over. Johnny Five's alive. All I can think of is short short circuit. But ever since the nineteen ninety one documentary Terminator Two, no one in Los Angeles trusts robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's lame. Uh... At that point, I was already right outside our secret location. Cool. Hey, let's take a look at our next trailer. The Wandering Band. What this? We're we're airplanes. Air, yeah, man, airplanes. Huh. And we're on an airship <laughs> with pedals for some reason. You got a flap flap in the wind, man. Who doesn't like a good old flap flap, you know what I'm saying? You heard of airships? These are air cities, baby. <laughs> Airborne Kingdom. Fuck yeah. Yep. Fall 2020. Pre-order now. ES EGS. The uh, name makes it look... I like the font. Name makes it sound cool. Right? I'd be surprised to know that I enjoy real-time strategy games. And that's Who knew? For our next trailer, it's Dwarfheim. RTS, where mm. up to three players can split up the work of building, mining, and fighting, working together to build defenses, armies to fend off deadly trolls and rival clans. The Dwarfheim demo is live. Let's right see, now man. Let's, let's, let's check let's this out. What the game is all about. Gonna, it's gonna demo. Dwarfheim. Oh, this makes me think of. Um... They toil every day in the dark and dirt. What's that Viking game I have? Northgard. Oh, Northgard, yeah. From rival clans. And the vile Look at those vile creatures. Your clan needs you now, chieftains, to lead your people. Choose your classes, gauge your builders and miners to expand your kingdom. Or take up arms with That's so dark, I can't see shit. Dwarfheim. Dwarfheim. The next, next generation. gen of co-op RTS. Hey man, I am all about some co-op RTSs, man. I'm all about just about anything that's co-op nowadays. I love playing games with people. Thanks, Sean. And now let's take a look at the lineup of games and game updates coming from indie publisher New Blood Interactive. Hell yeah, let's go. Indie World Exclusive. New blood. Huh. Was it some Diablo esque? Or not Diablo, uh, Doom esque? I have no clue. It, it looks so much like Doom. <laughs> I think I think they showed they showed some of the some of that off at um the Gorilla Collective. This game? Uh, oh damn! No, they're they're showing off some a few different games. Oh. 
the shoot the shooting game though, yeah. Maximum action. Action. New action, levels. Action. More action. Unfortunate spaceman. Yep. 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 <laughs> Oh, are you the fucking alien? Now free to play. Ultra kill. Yeah, this is the one they showed at the. A retro kid. shooter. Yeah. With SS style. Sword machine. Ultra kill dusk. Maximum action. Unfortunate spaceman. Ultra kill. All they've, all they've shown of Dusk is its name repeatedly. <laughs> they did that at Collective, too. I was like, what is this Dusk thing? <laughs> we love you and we hate Dot Money. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> That's, That's uh, interesting. And with us now is the New Blood CEO, Dave Oshry, to talk about it. Dave, what the hell was that all about? Yeah, so we got a lot going on, right? I mean, some guys come out here, they show like some cinematic trailer and then tell you it's coming out in a year. Uh, we got six games and you can play all of them. <laughs> oh, right now. You know what? I respect this man. If we wanted to, right? So yeah, Dusk, uh, now with mods, check them out at duskmods.com. Oh, this? That's Dusk. Okay, I get. I got that other shooter mixed up with it. SS 2.0 is coming. Maximum action. New levels are coming. New features. New guns. Unfortunate Spaceman is now completely free to play. <laughs> free to play. Why not? Why not? One out, 16 player co-op. It's crazy. It's thing, like thing in space, in huh? Space. Faith, of course. If you don't know about Faith. No, you know. Ultra Kill, our new uh, retro shooter with style. If you like games like Devil May Cry and Quake, that's what that's about. And then, of course, Gloomwood. If you like games like Thief, System Shock, Resident okay. Evil, then I Trippy. think Gloomwood is definitely, right, right, so definitely dark. the game for you. Where can we go to learn more? So, uh, you can check out Dust Not Fortnite.com. <laughs> I can't believe it. Shootyboom.com. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna try if these are actually real things. That's dead er space dot com. Uh, faith at GaryLovesYou.com. Ultra Kill at That is hilarious. And then of course Gloomwood. That is too funny, man. Yeah, I like this guy. I like this. I like their sense of humor. So not not Fortnite.com takes you to uh, takes you to dust. That's funny, man. Gotcha. Thanks. Damn. And Shitty Boom Let's takes you to maximum action. Maximum action. <laughs> that's, that's so funny, dude. Now, oh, that's great. PC gamers, have you ever wanted to rewrite history? Not your browser history, that's easy and absolutely vital. But how about something grander? Like discovering America, mastering flight, or inventing the computer a couple of hundred years That's earlier. too funny, man. Humankind is an upcoming historical strategy game where you'll be combining up to 60 different cultures to create a civilization that's as unique as you are. And as with all of their previous titles, Amplitude is asking the community to participate in the development of Humankind to help make it the best game that it can be. Let's see how they're inviting PC gamers to help build this world. Amplitude game. and Sega. Ten years ago, we founded Amplitude with a dream. Make bet the best games. With the help of our players. We have done so.
now. We're ready. Fucking Ric Flair gonna come out. Level up our next title, right? Woo! Humankind. Introducing. Open dev. Community-driven game development. That's cool. Where I, your ideas truly matter. Starting now with three limited-time scenarios. Towers of Babylon, Battles of History, and Hold the Fort. Give me all the Civ games. I'll play them all. Join the dev team. Be Dude, among the first players. That play. fucking archer shot from, like, halfway across the map. What the fuck? Kind coming 2021. Apply now. Yep. That's cool. I'll try that. You gonna apply, Josh? Probably. Hmm. I'm sure that website has the hug of death by now. You need to go to opendevgamestogether.com <laughs> so you can be one of the Probably. very first humans to get your hands on humankind. Amplitude Studios' upcoming historical strategy game. And now for something a little different. Why don't you join me in my chambers? Come on. Come on. Of all the subcultures and communities that make up PC gaming, modders have arguably had the biggest impact. My next guest is Dean Hall, a designer who started out as a modder and eventually helped... Hey, we did a whole show on mods. You should go check it out, guys. That's true, we did. Let's take a look at the next game from Rocketworks revealed here on the PC gaming show. It's Icarus. Icarus. World exclusive. Rocket works. Rocket. Ooh. We're going. Apparently, we're going to space in the next few years. Because man, For real. There's a I've lot of space seen games. So many, out. right? From the PS5 stuff to this, I've seen. There's a lot of. There's a lot of space games. Oh, oh shit. Well. We're going to space and going to some. Is this like space forest or what? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is space forest. Oh my Dude, god, it is. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, it straight up is. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, well, I guess we found our next group game. Yep. I am. I am up for this. Oh shit! Oxygen running low. No, he's dying. Hook your tube up to his tube. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Icarus. Neat. I assume this is a co-op thing. It looked co-op. He's like, fuck this. SurviveIcarus.com. Let's check this out. Left my bro behind. Joining me to Interesting. talk about Icarus is Dean Hall. Dean, thanks so much for joining Hi, us. Hi, Dean. Awesome. It's great to be here. So, Dean, you're making another survival-focused game. What makes Icarus different from other survival titles? Well, I think if you think about your first hour in DayZ, your first hour in Minecraft... The website, as you would imagine, is being overwhelmed. So I can't even visit it. You can do that over a long period of time, and you can progress through the survival experience. So it was really getting back to the roots... It looks cool, though, man. I'm, uh, I'm down for that. If it's, if, uh, the thing for me is if it's going to be like multiplayer co-op, you know. If you can just walk me through. Because like if it's single player, then then that like you know. Do I start out on the ship itself? 
If you think about the orbital station as your apartment in GTA, you can oh. invite your friends in and prepare for what we call a drop. And then you select a prospect. And the big challenge of the game, uh, and the way to fail it, I guess, is to run out of time on the drop. Let's say I'm on a 30-minute mission. I have a particular resource I've set out to snatch up. How does the gameplay of that 30-minute period differ from other survival games? I suppose there were three key things that I felt needed to be addressed before I made another survival game. The first was the ability to scale. By breaking your experience over months and years into sessions, um, that allowed us to address scale. So you still can do all the things that you do in a normal survival game, building, building bridges, roads, all those kinds of things. But you're doing it with a medium-term focus. The second was pacing and clear direction, which is helped very much by the structure that we're putting around the session. And the last one is really focusing in on those core survival mechanics, which I really feel is the whole reason that survival as a genre connects so emotionally with players. I guess I was a little surprised to hear that there are 20 minute drops as well as multi-day drops. What, what are the sort of time ranges we're looking at? Are there That's different cool. like, categories and tiers of drop length? Yeah. yeah, so it really depends on your level as you progress through the game. So early on, we're really just introducing you to uh, more safe environments. So say a daytime drop that only lasts 20 minutes. Mm. You're only going to be facing the game during the day. Um, as you progress on, you can take on and get access to prospects that have uh, much longer drop windows, but that means you're getting a cycle of day and night. And night, particularly for most okay. of our biomes, is definitely the most dangerous. I want to ask a little bit about what failure means in Icarus. I mean, in the trailer, there was someone that fell down, and you just ominously talked about the dangers of being left behind on the planet. What happens if you don't make it back to the ship in time, die on the planet? What happens? If you think about Daisy when you get shot, it's a very binary event that happens, and there's nothing you can do, it's just over. And there's a yeah. certain charm to that. Everything's gone. Yeah, there's a certain charm to that. But, but I think if we look about... <laughs> a charm. I like your use of the word charm there, for sure, yeah. Yeah, like, there, there definitely is. But I think with Icarus, we've chosen oh. one failure state. If you run out of time on your Whoa. Job, that character and all its equipment is gone. That is terrible. So oh, my God. And that's why our tagline is... Heaven's not, nah, bro. So... It's getting left behind. If you miss your it's it's interesting. It's an interesting thing for these kind of survival games to do. Yeah, that that I don't, for, as far as I know, that is not a thing in any of the other survival games that we've played. Someone can heal you. But if so you that's, uh, time, that's, that definitely, definitely going to suck the first time that happens to you, man. I know there's a lot of PC gamers that maybe yeah, it, like it does sound, it does sound interesting, Fiona. I'm like, it really does. Hey, imagine those people that you're committed to Icarus. Well, I think a, a, a big thing for going on, Majin? I, uh, you know, Bohemia was an existing company and I definitely felt like I was pulling them in a direction that was hard for them to go and um, they probably felt like they were pulling me in a direction that I didn't want to go. And it's really been a bit of a struggle for me to develop and, and not only the studio, but myself as well. There was a whole bunch of things I had to learn. I had to learn many of those things through failure. The solution there was to make sure it wasn't just the Dean Hall game, but it was a game built by incredibly skilled people. 
and we managed to assemble, I think, definitely one of the best teams I've ever worked with, uh, an exceptional concept team through to a technical and um, production team as well. Well, I know there's a ton of people that are interested in my very next question, my favorite question. When can people get the opportunity to play Icarus? Uh, that is a good question. So we're looking at next year. sometime next year. Our development is very advanced at this point. Our biggest question content. Really is content. So free you know, to we're play. making the game free to play because we wanted to maximize the number of people that play it. And we're acutely yeah. aware a uh, number of our, our former staff are ex-Grinding Gear Games uh, who made Path of Exile. Very talented in the free to play area. So we're uh, very cognizant of how much content we need to provide gamers. So at the moment, we're really sort of heading into that. Well, Dean, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, that was Dean Hall from Rocket Works for the upcoming survival game, Icarus. For our next Back game, to Frankie. let's head to Frankie. When you're an evil soldier, it's, a it's important to have your own sense of Also, I think... Okay, it's not it's not a stuffed guinea pig. I thought it was. I was wrong. <laughs> it moved its head. How would you design a supervillain fortress? Would you build a pool filled with laser sharp? Is this um oh god, evil genius too? RGB lighting. Or whatever. Here's the world exclusive first gameplay footage. Evil genius too. God. I play this. I didn't play the first one. I watched Dan's gaming play it though. Rebellion. I like the idea of being a fucking Bond villain. Evil genius to world domination. How to take over the world in seven easy steps. Step one: build your evil lair. Damn right. Yep, yep. I already want to play it right now. <laughs> I want to be a Bond villain. I want to take over the world. Step two, train your minions. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love games like this. Step three, recruit special henchmen. Oh boy. Fucking Van Pelt. Jumanji. Step four, send minions on nefarious missions. Oh my god. Dispose of secret agents. Gotta take out Bond, man. There he is. Get him. Damn, son. That boy Step got six, knocked the fuck it. out. Say what? Step seven, world domination. <laughs> There's evil laugh. The <laughs> <laughs> build my secret to bear. Hey, wish list on Steam. It just says 2020. I need a date. I want it now. Sign up now for free soundtrack and free in-game item. That's kind of dope to give you a soundtrack for free. We are about
about to see the first evilgeniusgame.com godfall on pc godfall on pc yo a guided tour of the battle for aperion and keen observers will notice that this is running in unreal engine 5 that's why those shiny sets of armor look oh so gorgeous you can go on over to the Epic Game Store and wishlist it now or get more information on Godfall before it releases this holiday season. But for now, let's take a look. Hell yeah, man. Let's look at some more Godfall. So many quick edits in that little bit right there. Hello. Here we go. My name is Keith Lee, and I am the game director for Godfall. On behalf of Counterplay Games, we are very excited to share gameplay with you today and to offer you a glimpse into the mystical world of Godfall. Them shoulder, them shoulder pads look dope. Godfall is still in development, huh. so some things will change and improve in the final product, including visuals and performance. Godfall is set in a brand new high fantasy universe filled with heroic knights, arcane magic, Forbidden realms. Dude, that looks dope. What the fuck? The, elemental realm the city? Background? Water. Air. Water, air, and fire. fire. What is this? Avatar? You play a Valorian knight, a godlike warrior, able to equip valor plates, legendary armor sets that transform you into unstoppable masters of melee combat. That's a big hammer. Through the, the attacks are cool, man. I, li I like the I like the, com the combat so far. Throughout your journey, you'll find ancient valor plates. This, this is a game about looking cool, and I'm here for it, because I love those. Long history. Now let's talk about gameplay in Godfall. First, our team wanted to do something different. Oof. We wanted to combine action RPG loot progression with oh, yeah. person melee combat to create what we think is a whole new genre. Looter slasher. Looter slasher. Our game is therefore one part so it's a it's a lasher, huh? Player skill driven. Yeah. In other words, not only do we want you to find exquisite weapons with powerful loot traits, but we also want you to have that feeling of accomplishment, ooh, ooh, mastering the wide ooh. set of combat mechanics available Bam. to you in Godfall. Fucking throwing shields in here. Yeah. Here we go, mid boss fight. Oh, you teasing ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. Thank you so much for taking a look at Godfall, and we'll be showing you more soon. Now next up, when PC gamers think of iconic first-person shooters, they think of games like Doom, Quake, and Duke Nukem. Our next trailer shows a project that celebrates the proud heritage of sci-fi FPSs while taking advantage of some very modern visual effects, like glorious enemy from bounding box software, Any game with dismemberment is cool to me, man. It's Bounding box. Thing looks like a. Well, this is a. What a weird style! I like it. It's uh, it is weird. Huh? <laughs> it looks old, but new. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Uh, Fino. 
<laughs> That's cool though, I like it. It's certainly interesting. Proteus? Early access, fall 2020. Wishlist now. Alright. So this game, I believe, is called Fade Tactics. Yeah. Unleash devastating combos. Yeah, this isn't my kind of game, but, you know. For people who like this stuff, I mean, it, it's you know, yeah, it's a cute looking. I like the like the the you know the art style and everything. They showed off a couple of pixel art games over in uh, during Gorilla, and it was like, I want that game. I just love pixel art. I mm. love the look of that last one. Fate Tactics is set to scratch that isometric combat itch that I know a lot of us have been feeling ever since we played Final Fantasy Tactics back in the '90s. All right, but. We're not done with Humble Games yet. Their lineup, as it turns out, isn't all that humble. We're gonna take a look at two more games from them. Project Wingman, a jet fighter game featuring RPG elements and VR oh, support. And rounding things out is Carto from Sunhead Games, a gorgeous top-down puzzler. Let's take a look. Take a look. Yeah, Majin, that's, uh, that's Day9. He was big in the StarCraft and stuff. Super into the strategy games. God, this is the game my dad would love back in the day. <laughs> he loves like jet fighters and shit. Actually, this looks pretty cool. Josh is like, wait, my dad? Shit, this game looks like. Well, game here's for me. the thing. He's my dad, right? So I grew up watching him play this shit stuff, shit like this too. Project Wingman. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Bot. Have you ever wondered what Gordon Freeman's voicemail message sounds like? Sean, that is an intriguing inquiry. However, something is wrong. I'm receiving an external transmission. Why does this keep happening, DevBot? What's with the security? Have you upgraded to Service Pack 2 yet? The transmission is coming from a powerful space satellite. Greetings, PC gaming show. Oh, shit. Damn, it's Kane. It's it's Josh's boy right here. Kane lives in death. You must capture the GDI base marked at these coordinates. This is a strategically significant visit. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's me, Joe Coogan. And I can take over this broadcast because I do what I want. Look, you know Command & Conquer has been a major part of your life. It's certainly been a big part of mine. The Command & Conquer Remastered Collection recently launched for PC, and it is an awesome way to relive this classic game. 
Damn right. Bells and whistles, man. Doesn't like 4K graphics. Quick matches in multiplayer or modding. Am I right? I personally want to send a big shout out to all you PC gamers who have kept the legacy of Kane alive over these last 25 years. I mean, I. <laughs> I live in death, death, I guess. Kane lives in death. Let me interrupt, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. For the glory of Nod. One vision, one purpose. Figures, perhaps you're one of the lucky owners of an out of print <sighs> something you'd never trade away in a million years. Our next game is a celebration of toys and art. On its surface, a game about collecting, customizing, and trading, but it's also a highly social playground for creativity. One where you can make your own levels and gather with your friends to hang out, play mini games, and create together. This is Blanco's Block Party. World exclusive. Oh boy. Okay, yeah, already I'm like, yeah, not for me. Uh, art style is immediately a turn off. Yeah, already not for me, but, you know. Persona 4 Golden, already a top seller on Steam. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is, yeah. I'm sure it is, man. Inside look at Blanco's block party is Jamie Jackson from Mythical. Jamie, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I would love if you could just address what is Blanco's. Blanco's is it's a game about vinyl toys kind of coming to life and where they go when a human hmm. leaves the room. But it's also more than just a game. It's a place for content creators and gamers and collectors to come together and hang out and build the worlds and games that they really want to play in. and you can have as many as your friends come and hang out with you as you want but you could also drop the toys in so the first toy you can play with is one called it's a shooting mechanic we've got like a unicorn rocket launcher that fires ice creams uh, we've got like a cactus grenade launcher that fires these little cactus balls so it's all about kind of like arcade fun shooter stuff and you can set that up as a team yeah these ain't this ain't really for me man you can even just have it free for yeah that's uh, as soon as i saw like like the first so thing I was like, no, not for me, but sweet, like, platformer and just go A to B. You could do laps, but that's nice. And another one is because blank clothes yeah. all survive on good vibes, that's kind of what powers them. So, another one you can do is actually just a vibe collection. And oh. what's kind of super cool is all of those toys work with each other, dance so party, and then you could drop some guns in it, and it can be a race, but you can pick up guns on the way and try and knock each other out. So you have these huge flexible tools, this community focus. We've also seen in games like Fortnite, these in-game events. Are, are these kinds of things that you think will show up in Blankos as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we felt that from the beginning of development, that Blankos wasn't just this place for players to go and build and create their own worlds, but it was a place for us to be able to share with them different content, whether that's a music concert, whether it's a movie trailer, um, you know, whether it's something no one's seen yet. But absolutely, that we're definitely thinking about that kind of stuff well talk to me about the number of different designs like where are these designs coming from how many are there 
we're not talking about numbers of, in season one just yet, but we are talking about the artists. So um, we're really stoked we've been able to work with some of the, some of my favorites uh, that I've been buying the vinyl toys of over the years. So John Paul Kaiser is a great artist from the UK. I ended up mm. buying some of his toys in New York about six years ago, and now we get to work together and bring his toys to life in the game, which has been great fun. James Groman, who I think just kind of really epitomizes vinyl toy design, just those clean vector-based lines. And my, one of my personal favorites, um, is Pete Fowler, who for me was kind of one of the grandfathers of vinyl toy design. I know people are gonna want more information. They're gonna to wanna to know when they can play Blancos, when they can see more. Where do they go for that? If you wanna keep just up to date- Blancos.com, Blancos if you're interested in you that. You can register there right now so you can you know, secure your account name and, and get ready for launch. Um, we're gonna be launching- End of the year launch. Year, so not too far away now, but we're also gonna be starting to look for our beta at some point soon as well. So if you get registered, we might be able to get you in that. Jamie from Mythical, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Once again, the name of the game Blankos. is Blankos Block Party. Let's take a look at what's coming up next at this year's PC Gaming Show. Boink. Watching the PC Gaming Show, presented by PC Gamer. Stay tuned for more trailers, announcements, and footage coming up later. We celebrate the 20th Total War, man. Hell oh, yeah. What's next in Escape from Tarkom? The reveal of horror strategy hey, well. Rogue Lords. And more. Back to you, Frankie. Hi, Frankie. This is the birthplace of space flight action games. And our next project, Everspace 2, expands on that tradition with its gorgeous handcrafted universe. The focus here is on exploration and dogfighting, with alien species standing in the way of outfitting your ship with unique modules, weapons, and devices. Or spaceship and games. As about to see in this next trailer, combat won't just take place in the cold vacuum of space, but also the atmospheres of planets themselves. Ever space to Unreal Engine. Alpha gameplay footage. Why? Rocket fish games. Man, everybody's really big on these ship flying around games lately, ain't they? Right. Everspace 2. <laughs> yeah, imagine. I think this looks pretty dope. I like, I like, I like space fighting games. Hmm. Also, I dig this music. What the shit? Oh god, that seems horrible.
Oh, public service announcement. Oh boy. What the hell? You wascally rabbit. I'm gonna I'm gonna fart fire on you apparently. <laughs> what in the world is this insanity? Also, why the I... fuck is Yoda here? Because that's what that looked like to me for a second. I... Oh, it's a Kickstarter game. I can't read what it's called. Inkul... something? PC gamers, I'm sure you'll agree. Inkulinati? a horse shows up at your door, and you don't remember ordering a horse... A horse is a horse, of course, of course. One of the coolest things about a Total War Saga Troy, the next game oh, shit. assembly, is that it will enable players to experience multiple different versions of how the iconic battle went down, including several explanations for what that mythical horse oh, boy. was. I'll get the door. Someone's at the door. I wonder who it could be. Oh no. Here we go, man. Oh, silver tongued Odysseus, there is only one response to Queen Helen's abduction, and that is war. Total Saga Troy, you can rewrite the events of one of the greatest conflicts ever told, the Trojan War. Odysseus. What if we give them the horse instead? city of Troy in three ingenious and equally devastating ways, all based around prominent theories from throughout the ages as to what the iconic Trojan horse really resembled. The walls of this city may appear to be mighty, but no defenses are impregnable. Using gargantuan siege towers, take the fight to the walls. Those things are huge! Huge! Slaughter the Trojans atop and force them back into their pitiful city. The enemy are unaware of your presence. Position your troops to retain your advantage once the attack begins. Sneak troops into the city in a vast horse-headed vessel fit for the gods. Under the cloak of darkness, use guerrilla tactics to sabotage the unbreachable city gates. Damn. Leaving the Trojan warriors defenseless. Notice there's no blood in this. That's because they'll add a blood pack DLC you can buy for five bucks. They do it with every Total War game. As they always do, right? They mostly do it, I think, to keep the rating down. Yeah. <laughs> but it still cracks me up. Take a spear of the face, no fucking blood. Troy is yours for the taking. Myth meets history in a war that will define the ages. Experience the legend of Troy. August 13th, free to claim on the Epic Games Store for 24 hours. Yeah, we talked about this. It's kind of a weird, weird still, deal. Still strange, but I mean, hey. Which we'll get to play in 2021. And hey! Speaking of sneaking in big surprises, a master of Segway. This year, we've teamed up with Intel to build a legendary custom computer inspired by art, weaponry, and the artifacts found in the game. Devbot, All right, Devbot, what we got for us here? Computer, right? Affirmative. Sean, I have a soft spot for Bronze Age computers. Well, great, why don't you tell our audience a little bit more? Can do, Sean. Behold, PC gamers, this build is centered around Intel's CPU. 
the 10th gen Intel Core i9-10900K mm. processor. This 10-core flagship CPU is built for maximum game performance and overclocking, especially useful in epic strategy games like A Total War Saga Troy. The build also features a top-of-the-line GeForce RTX 2080 Ti. Also on the ASUS motherboard are a spacious 4TB of fast storage and 128GB of DDR4 RAM. The unit is powered by a platinum-certified Corsair 1200W power supply, and temperatures are kept at a nominal level thanks to 9 RGB. Liquid cooling! <laughs> 9... Jesus. Look at that, Troy, man. Total War Saga. <laughs> I love. PCs are more than specs. They're a passion. When we build a PC, we form a relationship with that piece of hardware. We wanted to show you every step of that process. For this build, we enlisted a master craftsman, Brian Carter, a PC modder with over a decade and a half of experience. PC Gamer and Intel have created a four-part series following Brian as he created this epic artifact. Dev All right, let's see. Cue it up. Hey, my name is Brian Carter, Jeez. and I've been building custom PC mods for over 16 years. I'm working with Intel and a Total War Saga Troy on a very special custom PC project that we're thrilled to debut at the PC Gaming Show. Join me in a four-part video series as it's I crazy, man. each stage of the scratch build process. We begin with the inspiration and design phase, where we figure out how to take the amazing design assets from a Total War Saga Troy and functionalize them to house our best-in-class components like the 10th gen Intel Core i9 10900K. Then I'll show you how wild, to finish and test this one of a kind PC. A big thank you to Intel and Creative Assembly for letting me work on this incredibly fun and challenging project. That's, like that's bonkers. Dude. That's like a 10 grand oh, computer. It looks so good. <laughs> and I have some good news. Episode one is available now, and I have even better news. You can win this PC from DevBot's loving clutches. Head on over to PCGamer.com slash Intel PC to learn more and enter for a chance oh, that. to win. And I wouldn't know where I'd put that thing. It's time to return to more PC gaming <laughs> With the fan. It was huge. Frankie. It is, yeah. Last year, Remnant from the Ashes challenged gamers to take on monstrous creatures in a post-apocalyptic world. Today, we're excited to announce the biggest update yet for the game, upcoming DLC that will conclude this thrilling saga. The fate of humankind is at stake. It's time to bring an end to the route once and for all. This is the world reveal of Remnant from the Ashes, subject 2923, available August 20th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I did not play Remnant. Remnant from the Ashes. This uh, this is a game that looked interesting to me. I know that Phenom and Majin have been playing it. They wanted me to get it, join them. Yeah. So let's let's see let's see what we got what we got here, man. In our sinking civilization, maybe the root's not the only thing we need to worry about. This guy. That dude's huge, you big boy. Right? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Man, I don't know what is going on in this game, but there's a lot of fucking disgusting-looking creatures in here. Oh my god, it's a rat man. Remnant from the Ashes, subject 29, 23, new DLC. 
Interesting. The remnant from the Ashes content looks fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic? Hearing the opinions of strangers from the internet. Oh yeah, that's real fantastic. Let me tell you. inside your So please use hashtag PC Gaming Show on whatever your platform of preference may be. And you just might have your comments show up live on the show. Now for our next title, we have to look at classic remasters. Capcom has been updating the original Resident Evil games, and in the same vein, 2K is now updating Mafia. The original Mafia. Hell yeah, I'm oh, shit, yes. full, definitive I want to see the definitive, the, the OG one. The 2002 Mafia. I'm. I definitely want to see it too, cause I'm fucking played the original a bunch. I, I've never played it, and I really want to. So, uh, hell yeah, man. Two decades later. Tommy, Detective Norman. How long you been a dumb? Three years. They handed you the Morello case. Right out of the gate. That's what the paper says, ain't it? And what's it to you? The case must be getting pretty cold by now. Yeah, this game looks good, man. Yeah. I might have some. Definitely want to play this. Oh, God, the fucking racetrack. Fuck that. Thomas Angelo. Tommy Angelo, sir. God damn right. Mafia, definitive edition. Yeah, I wanna I wanna play that game. I'm hype. Definitely wanna play that OG Mafia game. Man, Devbot, after a beautiful trailer like that, I gotta know. Do you have any contacts in the Mafia? Sean, I have left that life behind me. I'm programmed not to form relationships with organized crime. However, I can call one of the developers of Mafia Definitive Edition. Well, fantastic. Let's ring him up, DevBot. Joining me to talk about Mafia is the president and CCO of Hangar 13. It is oh, man. Hayden Blackman. Hayden, thanks so much for joining us today. Hayden Blackman, dude. I haven't seen so this guy since the Force Unleashed days. Mafia, which <laughs> is a 2002 release. Talk to us about this game. Mafia the Definitive Edition is a complete ground up release so bar from 2002, which is a seminal game that really launched the Mafia franchise. And in Mafia, you take on the role of Tommy Angelo, who is a cab driver that falls in with the mob during the 1930s, actually during the height of Prohibition, yep. in a city called Lost Heaven, which is loosely based on Chicago. And as a member of the Salieri crime family, he really gets embroiled in a war with the Morello crime family, and we kind of explore that story and Tommy's evolution from cab driver to a respected member of the Mafia. I feel like in the last 10 years we've seen HD editions, remasters that are more graphical updates, but my understanding is that this is far more than just a new coat of paint on a game from 2002. Talk to me about what a remake means. Everything That's cool, man. I can't wait to play this asset. game. Uh, every cinematic was, was reshot and, mm -hmm. and um, all the gameplay was completely redone. Now, we've kept all the same big beats from the original game. The story is the same uh, for the most part. All the big plot points are there. All the missions are, are there and represented. Uh, but again, everything was completely rebuilt uh, from the ground up. In order to kind of meet the expectations of, of today's gamers and take advantage of today's technology. The location pretty much every open world game is a central character. In 2002, we have seen a ton of gameplay changes between then and now, 2020. 
Can you talk a little bit about some of the ways you've updated the open world setting and maybe some of the new mechanics that players can expect? So we do that a number of different ways. You know, one, we looked at how populated can we make it and we took some of the kind of um, world interactions and some of the things that we did with, um, you know, crowds and non-player characters and, and um, other kind of city life from Mafia 3 and put them into, to, uh, you know, Mafia the Definitive Edition. Um, but we also looked at, are there ways for us to kind of redesign the city so it's more fun to drive around? You know, uh, do we need to widen the streets? Do we need to make sure that there's not... Yeah, this, this, looks, um, this looks awesome. They had some dope-ass cars in the original game. Around corners. And um, as we capture the, the feel of the, the vehicles, are there things that we want to do to make sure that the roads have, you know, grip or they're slick in the rain? And so um, that, I think, brought a lot of life to it as well. Very excited for this game. Engage with the city is, is through driving. I mean, speaking of rebuilding things from the ground up, I gotta ask you about the cinematics. I mean, they looked gorgeous in the trailer. Yeah. And I mean, what was the process of rebuilding all of those cinematics? Um, for us, it was really, you know, how do we recreate these? Uh, again, taking advantage of some of the cutting edge stuff that we've been doing at Hangar 13. So, you know, we have, you know, really great um, uh, facial scanning and, and likeness capture technology, a state-of-the-art mocap uh, facility. Uh, so we really wanted to take advantage of that um, for, you know, the definitive edition. So we did go in and we rewrote all the cinematics uh, again to add some of that language and add some of that um, character development and maybe some also Hayden's uh, cool invisible man and Frankenstein posters in the back are pretty dope. Well, now it's okay. time for my favorite question. Yeah. When can we when can play, we play it? Mafia Tell us. Tell us, Hayden. People go right now to learn more. Sure. So uh, we're August. August 28th launch date, and uh, we still, you know, have a ways to go, and, and we're we're working on that kind of final polish push right now. But I'm huh. really confident, really bullish in, in that date right now. If you want more information, you can go to mafiagame.com. Sweet. After seeing the trailer, I personally I am very hyped about that game. Thank you so much for joining us at this year's PC Gaming Show once again. Mafiagame.com. For our next title, it's time to head on over to Frankie. Oh, Frankie. Sean, next up, it's one of those games that looks so pretty, we just had to show it to you. Ever wondered what Slay the Spire might be like with Tim Burton at the helm? Well, Road Lords could be the answer. It's being jointly developed by Cyanide and Leica Studio and sees you building a team from storybook psychos like Dracula, Bloody Mary, and Baron Samadhi. Makes all the more sense when you realize you're being employed by the devil himself. A job that has my name written all over it. The game is out this October, and we've got a brand new gameplay trailer. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this exclusive gameplay reveal of our new title. Rogue Lords. Development is moving forward, and we are very excited to share some in-game elements and combat mechanics for the very first time. Rogue Lords is a rogue-like game where you play as the devil. You have to build your team with legends of evil and lead them in runs through multiple events and fights. After a terrible defeat years ago, you're finally coming back with your most faithful disciples to wreak havoc and terror in a world unbalanced after your long absence. The combat is turn-based and strategic. You will need to build your set of skills through your run to be prepared for any threat, analyze your enemy's next attacks, and create combos to secure victory. Every skill costs action points. <coughs> to make the best of them each turn. When one of your disciples Yeah, this kind of reminds me of a like which uh, is like darkest dungeon and that kind of that kind of stuff. Which isn't necessarily my kind of game, but I, I will say that it's kind of it's neat to like watch 
So you don't have like for somebody who knows how to play these kinds of games, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But is it necessarily my kind of game? Like I was saying. Change an enemy health bar, for example. This is an expensive trick to use, but very powerful and useful in the most difficult fights. Thank you for watching the video. Rogue Lords, Xbox, PS4, PC. Switch. If you're a fan of roguelikes, you know they're known for two things: procedurally generated worlds and permadeath. Our next game, Unexplored 2, puts an interesting twist on these ideas. What if your character's demise changed the game world itself, altering it for all of your future playthroughs? From developer Ludo Motion and publisher Big Sugar, this is Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy. One call upon to be the next Wayfarer. Will you answer? One task to take your place in a long huh. line of heroes. Will you waver? One <coughs> challenge to forge your legacy out of strife, hardship, and magic. Will you be victorious? Oh man, moving everything. Victorious. This is our world. It is your damn. Unexplored to the Wayfarer's Legacy. Beta coming soon. Reserve your spot now at something, something, something. BigSugarGames.com slash beta. Or BigSugar.Games slash beta is what it was. My fault. Culminating in a showdown with a new otherworldly behemoth. And as a nice little bonus, if you go to PlayDauntless.com right now and use the code PCGamingShow2020, you can get some free in-game rewards. Nice. Let's take a closer look at this update that's available now in Dauntless. This is Call of the Void. I always meant to try Dauntless, but I never did. I... It was always kind of like a Monster Hunter clone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, I never tried it out either. I always wanted to get Monster Hunter, uh, was the one that you and I played, was it Monster Hunter World? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to try that one out, but I mean, I never got it. And then this game, yeah, I just never played it, man. It's just, I was just got too, I was just too busy playing other stuff. There's a lot of purple out here, and I like it. Yep, a lot of purple, a lot of pink. Dauntless, Call of the Void. Play now at PlayDauntless.com. Here's what's around the corner. Take a closer look at Blightbound. Blightbound? Hmm. That's kind of neat. Of exciting independent games coming to PC. Back to you, Frank. Indies. Games about being in nature, which is why Among Trees caught my eye. In this first-person survival sandbox, you get to explore a colorful, breathing world that's full to the brim with life. Just don't go wandering around like Snow White. Wild, deadly beasts share this painted world with you, and you'll want to move carefully to avoid their bitey bits. Produced by a three-person team out of Sweden, this project demonstrates the creative power of independent creators on PC. Okay, let's see what we've got here. 
This looks like a little nice, calm, serene, chill game. Go fishing. Oh lord, it's a bear. Among trees. Yeah, it looks, that looks like a nice little game. If you want to just chill, you know? Mm -hmm. Epic Game Store. Amongtreesgame.com. Me, you've drunk your fair share of potions in video games over the years, but you've probably never stopped to consider the business side of these magical elixirs. In Potionomics, you're a witch who must save her potion shop from the clutches of greedy loan sharks, bartering and haggling with a slew of demanding customers. Let's take a closer look at this unique fantasy concept. Let's make some money. Let's make that, some money. That owl man. Published by Exceed Games. This looks like a mobile game. It does, right? It really does look like a mobile game. Yep. That's probably because it is. They don't even have like voiceover, it's just text. Yeah, suffice to say, this is not for me. Yep. No, thank you. Potion. Potionomics? Yeah, nah, I'm good. It's a mobile game on PC. We spend a lot of time in video games fixated on finding the best, the most powerful gear. But in our next game, Mortal Shell, things are a little different. Mortal you're Shell, huh? In a dungeon looking for a plus one sword, you're exploring a shattered world for the remains of defeated warriors that you then possess like a ghost. These are the Mortal Shells, and they're much more than mere pieces of armor and stats. Each one has a complicated a pretty cool premise. play style and an identity might give you mixed feelings mm. about the body. What if Jedrick died and somebody came and along and possessed his body? The Epic Game Store on PC. Let's take a look at this gorgeous and brutal action game, Mortal Shell. I foresaw this. Scratch sigils on the walls. Counted the days until you'd come. A million eyes peering across time and space, yearning for a glimpse of the unknown. PC Gaming Show. You seem different. Huh. The consecrated fires revealed cinders and shadows. But beneath it all, no monsters, no gods. Oblivion. Okay, I'm digging this already. Yikes! But yeah, it looks fucking dope as hell. I like this a lot, for sure. What is this? 
Oh, mortal shell. Yeah. Looks interesting. Yeah, I'm digging it. Portalshell.com. Coming 2020. Beta July 3rd. But wait, there's more. We've gotten the chance to see some of the core gameplay of Mortal Shell, but now it's time Let's to talk it. about bosses. Bosses are a classic staple of this type of RPG. And in our second piece of Mortal Shell footage, we'll see a boss that isn't just a one and done threat. Instead, it's a constant. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. The Hattern is a mysterious figure who stalks the player throughout Mortal Shell. As you grow in skill and master new weapons, so will he. The clip we're about to watch shows the player's very first duel with the elusive adversary. Oh man, watch the clip. Oh man. Oh shit, freezing them. Man, the f the the freezing is like, huh? Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. I was wondering why couldn't you attack him while he was frozen? Uh. Yeah, there's just a lot of whacking going on right now. But they said this was like an early fight with him. I feel like they should have cut this shorter than what it is. Oh, he's almost dead. what I think's in the pool that's gonna grab me every time I get in it. That's why I freak out. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my it's god, he got eaten by a catfish. On the PC gaming show, we don't spend There's always a bigger fish. About the, Nintendo 64. But the beauty of PC gaming is that one way or another, almost all games find their way to us. Damn right. Better off for it. After giving Blade Runner and Turok the remaster treatment, Night Dive Studios is now modernizing Shadow Man. A 1999 cult classic. I don't remember this. Support for 4K and widescreen, plus a whole suite of cut content from this dark action classic. Let's take a closer look.
Hmm. Yeah, I definitely, definitely don't remember this. I was say, it definitely looks like a 1999 game or whatever they said it was. What a strange choice to remaster. Well. But yeah, I can't say I've heard of this game either, though, to be honest. Mm -mm. That's why I think it's a strange choice to remaster. <laughs> Oh no, it's gonna walk into the big butthole. Oh my goodness. Oh no. That's literally what that looks like, by the way. <laughs> Purple. Shadow Man. Remastered. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of that game. Me neither. I am on a first name basis with our next guest as he has been here at the PC Gaming Show six years running. From Tripwire Interactive, the president himself, it's John Gibson. Thanks so much for joining us, John. Sean, it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be back with you again to talk about so much cool stuff happening at Tripwire. Yeah, you guys have been doing a lot of stuff and I just want to kick off by asking Talking about Killing Floor 2. Killing so, Floor, Killing Floor 2. 2. Just released the Perilous Plunder Summer Update. It's got four new weapons, Blunderbuss, Glock 18, Kaboomstick, Tesla Launcher, new official map called Desolation, Space Pirate-themed outfits. Uh, <laughs> we're running a seasonal event with rewards until July 7th. And right now, it's free on Steam for a week, so you can go play it. I also have to ask about the follow-up to a game that was announced at the PC Gaming Show, Chivalry 2. Talk to me about Chivalry 2. So we're working with Torn Banner Studios. We're publishing, Torn Banner's developing, and Chivalry 2's coming along great. It's so fun, and we're excited to have some big news. Crossplay between the PC and the consoles, so you can hack and slash your console friends in Chivalry 2. And last, a game that has been so popular on Twitch. Maneater, this game, uh, yeah, so we were chart game. So to yeah, it looks like it's a fun little time. We've shown it to you guys. Look at Frankie with the shark costume. We had all that fun. I remember that. Uh, Frankie in the shark suit. <laughs> the game is doing great. People are loving it. So much fan love. So many fan videos. We're just really happy to have it out there. And, and people eating lots of humans. It, it's such a funny game, too. You know, you've talked a little bit about the, what games, uh, what has been announced from Tripwire Interactive. Mm -hmm. What's coming up next for Tripwire? So I wish we could come forward and announce an all-new game, and that would be great. But I'll, I can give you a few hints. So Chivalry 2, you know, is in process. It's going to be coming out in the not-too-distant future, hopefully. Uh, Maneater, we're taking the community <laughs> feedback, and we're looking at things that we can add to the game. So uh, you haven't seen the last of Maneater. And Killing Floor 2, you know, the game came out in 2015. So we're really thinking about what's next for the Killing Floor franchise. So stay tuned. Well, if history is any indicator, John, I'm sure I'll see you at next year's PC Gaming Show with those very updates. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Sean. Now, at this year's PC Gaming Show, we've already taken a look at some Epic Game Store exclusives. Mortal Shell in particular looks very promising. But for a sense of what else there is, let's take a look at this.
The Epic Game Store sellout hour. Oh boy. We got a bunch of games right now. Oh, that was a uh, Valhalla, right? Yeah. Unexplored 2, we saw some of these games we saw earlier. Tony, yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. A 1 and 2. Dauntless. Call of the Void. Super Meat Boy Forever. Among Trees, yeah, that game looked neat. Twin Mirror. Surgeon Simulator. Ooblets. Phantom Brigade. That looks kind of neat. Airborne Kingdom. Mech fighting game. Iron Harvest. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That one looks dope. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We're going to Valhalla. Yes. Godfall. Wishlist and pre-purchase today. Blightbound is a three-player dungeon crawler where you and your friends explore unique dungeons, fighting a terrifying cadre of mystical and monstrous enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, will you marry me? Sorry, I was looking at the tweets. <laughs> and I saw one that said, Melanie, will you marry me down there? <laughs> game with new maps new heroes to add to your roster and new loot to retrieve through free updates that's funny dude behold blightbound a cooperative dungeon crawler that tasks three heroes to venture down from their mountain refuge to face the abominations of the blight a mysterious and corrupting fog that enshrouds the land each player will choose a hero from one of three classes. Warrior. Forge Titan's might! Assassin. Let me at him. Or mage. My greatest power awaits. Battle a terrifying horde of monstrous enemies and colossal bosses. Each class of hero fulfills a specific role on the team to overcome mounting odds. Solve clever puzzles and synchronize their ultimate abilities to unleash massive damage. Battle through three distinct lands, each with several dungeons to conquer, including the eerie Gravemark, the oppressive Underhold, and the precarious Blood Ridge. Steal your nerves and prepare once again. The Blight Warrior. Blight Bounce. Nice. Oh man. One thing we cherish about PC gaming is its openness. The PC is a platform where anyone can build stuff, tinker, and express themselves. And that spirit invites creators, streamers, developers, stores, and all kinds of different voices to contribute to PC gaming's vibrancy. 
We've already featured a lot of exciting independent games here today. But oh man, rapid fire, eight more. Here are eight more indie projects that we're. What do you got, Nikki? What you got for us? Shadows of Doubt is a detective stealth game set in a Shadows fully huh? sci-fi noir city. Huh. This looks like Minecraft. Yeah, this looks like Minecraft, kind of. Oh man, it's got a fucking conspiracy wall on it. Oh man. Oh, that dude's been murdered. Fuck. In the forgotten yeah, right, rapid fire. Well, well, no. It wasn't as quick as I thought it was going to be, Phenom, but like, they moved on to the next game already. Explore an open world locked in time. Each day I grow more and more afraid that our time in the sand is almost up. Somebody is about to end our lives. Oh, this was a. Your job is to figure out who. This was the Elder Scrolls mod, I think. That became a game. You already the Forgotten City. If you fail. Find your own truth in Paradise Killer, a first-person open-world. Paradise Killer. Play as investigation freak Lady Love dies as they explore the world, uncover okay. the facts, and leave life back. Kaizen Gameworks. There's been a murder. Last night, Paradise was killed. Lady Love dies. I am investigation freak Lady Love dies, reporting for duty. It's my job to scour the streets of Paradise and hunt for evidence. Any one of these psychopaths could have done it. Okay. Breathing life back into paradise won't be easy. <laughs> okay. Alright. I, I don't. That's not for me, man. Interesting. Haven. Haven. I've heard, I've heard of this one already. Oh, damn. It's as much about the game as it is, um, like, the gameplay as it is about their relationship, because they're, like, lovers. I forgot where I heard about it, though. I'm interested in this one. Hmm. This looks uh intriguing. Uh oh. I I'd, I'd heard of it before Fino. So I wasn't surprised by it. Cartel Tycoon is a narrative. Cartel Tycoon. Oh boy, I I get to live out my fantasy of being Pablo. Oh man, Pablito Escobar. Do I get to have hippos? Or no, you 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 want to be like Scarface with the pelicans? Fly, pelican, fly. <laughs> Maybe when they hunt my Pablo down. Or you can be Josh Exotic, man. Get your tigers ready. Oh God. <laughs> Download free uh, demo on Steam now. Trash sailors. Is a trash sailors. Where you and friends must survive. Oh boy, we build our boat out of fucking junk. Oh yeah, it's this thing. We've seen this before. I think we saw it a little bit at last year's gaming show or, or at the Game Awards or something. 
Oh my god, it got swept off the boat! Chris Tales is an indie love letter to classic RPGs that lets you experience past, present, and future simultaneously. Say what? Okay, this is too cutesy for me. Too cutesy? You don't like the art style? I <laughs> love uh, that I don't like the art style. It's just too cutesy. Too cutesy, yeah. No, I, I, okay, I, that's, I, I get that. It's too bright, I guess. <laughs> I need a Chris little darkness. Tales. I need a little darkness. Uh. Chris Tales. I'm gonna look this up. Oh, it's coming to next-gen consoles, too. Oh. I don't know, it looks kind of neat. Champions of the Four Kingdoms. Alalof offers fast paced Champions of the Four Kingdoms. Inspired by great classics and modern masterpieces. At first you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Oh yeah, this is right up my alley. Choose your legacy. Alaloth, champions of the four kingdoms. Wishlist now. I'm interested in that. Josh is like, let me wishlist it now. <laughs> two of our favorite games, Dishonored and Prey. Despite its top-down perspective, Weird West carries forth. Set in a vibrant fantasy world, created in collaboration with RPG veteran Chris Avalon. Alaloth offers fast-paced action with deep narrative, bringing ARPG dynamics to a new level with skill-based gameplay, inspired by great classics and modern masterpieces. What's this? The West. You got me. You got my attention. With that. A place where you can be a hero, a scoundrel, and anything in between. This ain't quite the Wild West as you know it. There are ancient powers at war with each other. Strange entities lurking in the dead of night with their own rules and their own peculiar motives. Welcome. The Weird West, huh? An action RPG experience. Oh man, look at all them dead bodies. They ain't weird got no work. right no. arms. What the fuck? That's weird. <gasps> Almost like the weird west. That ever happen to you, if you can survive, that is. Creepy. Joining me to talk about Weird West is the president and creative director at Wolf Eye Studios. It's Raf Colantonio. How's it going, Raf? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I am awesome and eager to talk about this game. And I want to start with something very straightforward. What is Weird West? Weird West is an action RPG that is set in an environment that is called the Weird West. And it's very much of the kind of games that I've been working on in the past, except that the perspective is more like a isometric, top-down kind of view. 
Yeah, I mean, we've referenced Prey and Dishonored, and we normally think of the immersive sim as first-person games like that. What happens when you try to translate that to that top-down isometric perspective? There's not much difference in the, in the spirit. Uh, you will really find yourself at home. It's just that it's a different perspective, so instead of seeing through the eyes of the, of the player, of the character, you have a I am interested in this weird west. So yeah, followers and yeah, looks kind looks of kinda like neat. Strategy kind of view. Uh, but the some of these games that we've seen, like a Haven and, and the Weird West, and some of these that we've seen, like 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 very recently, look pretty cool. Like Chris Tales look pretty neat. I know you said it was too cutesy for you, but I mean, I don't know. That, I'd, 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 I'd give it a shot. I'd try it out. Looks, mm -hmm. looks kind of neat. Uh, obviously, Mafia looks good. Uh, Dwarfheim is kind of cool. That's like the... Um, there's a world the cool uh, RTS co-op game we saw earlier. All of those objects that yeah, I'm sure we'll talk. We'll sure we'll talk about more of these a little bit later. But those are some of the ones that caught my attention uh, so far. Inside this house and frame a character by putting a letter that he did not actually truly write, but you put it there so that the the, the sheriff can find uh -huh. it, right? You could do it in a in a very stealthy way, which would be what you would imagine people would do. So probably uh, use a, a power and put people to sleep and then get inside. You've talked about the different things that you can do as a player in the game, but who are you? What can the player do to shape who the character is over the course of the game? Right, so this is a very good question and also a very dangerous one for me. <laughs> it's the riskiest question yet, man. To make it simple, you are going to play five different characters. Once the main quest is over with the first character, you go to the next one. Now, the first one is still in the world, huh. so you can go back and recruit him or her in your party. What does death mean for you and for your companions in Weird West? It's a risk that we're taking. We're going to have different modes. There's the super hard mode where you die and, and you're dead. Is the game sort of designed to be like playing in one forward timeline if someone dies you're you're not supposed to reload you're just supposed to continue to play within the same world yeah you continue to play with the same world but now the sad thing is that your that doesn't apply to your followers yeah you, the characters that are with you but maybe they'll come back at you someday under the form of an undead or you don't know what's gonna happen you can revive your followers if you if you're there and if you have the right tools with you but if you don't and they die that's it you know your followers are now in a little graveyard somewhere <laughs> you make it sound cute. A precious little graveyard. Well, they will maybe come back as the undead. Yeah. yeah. Now, Raf, when can people get their hands on Weird West? So the game ships in 2021, but some of you uh, are going to have a chance to play a, a demo actually pretty soon in the incoming months. You can follow uh, Warfi Studios on Twitter and as well as Devolver Digital on Twitter as well uh, for more information about that. Well, wonderful rap. Thank you so much for coming out. Once again, that is Devolver Digital, Wolf Eye Studios on Twitter for that upcoming demo. For our next game, believe it or not, yet again, we're going to go. Frankie. Sean, I don't know about you, but there are times I wish for a simpler life. A life spent as a farmer in a humble JRPG village where all I have to worry about is which vegetables to plant what to name my chickens and which of the dozen towns well obviously we name a margin our next game <laughs> is a return to that simpler life from xc games this is story of seasons 
Friends of Mineral Town. Holy Harvest Moon, Batman. Look at this. Oh, that's straight Everybody, up Stardew, every, huh? <laughs> Everybody's yeah, gonna bank off the Stardew Animal Crossing type deal, man. How will you live your farm life? Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Marvelous. I'm so happy that you've been sending in your <laughs> I'm waiting for Garfield Card 2. Please don't disappoint, PC Gaming Show. Throughout the show, through the wonderful magic of motion graphics, you can even read them before <laughs> your very eyes right now. I'm delighted by so many of them. Furious at a few, but I'm confused by none because you're just making a lot of sense today. We're in the home stretch of the show, so please continue to let us know which PC games you're excited about by using hashtag PC Gaming Show. Now, when it comes to genres, there are few as ambitious on PC as the MMO. It requires a vast amount of resources to create a rich, living, breathing world to entertain hundreds of thousands of players for years. And I know this because I watched season one of Mythic Quest. <laughs> Due on closed beta on July 23rd, Amazon Games New World aims to deliver that vast open world with pitched battles of 100 players. I'm excited to announce today that if you pre-order New World right now, you can get into that July 23rd beta a full month before the full release on August 25th. Mm. This is New World. It's your boy Ali, man. You see him with the with the, with the fucking plague doctor mm -hmm. mask there. Oh shit! Look at him again. So this is gonna be an MMO, huh? Yep. Interesting. Sound the oh. horn of Helm Hammerhand. Oh. This looks kind of neat, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know a lot about it, to be honest. New World, August 25th. Pre-order now. It looks cool, man. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more. Here on the PC Gaming Show, we're big fans of <laughs> Mom, can you pick me up? Hashtag PC Gaming Show. <laughs> Having undergone some big changes since its <laughs> in 2018, Twin Mirror, the studio's next game, is a psychological thriller that follows investigative journalist Sam, who returns to his hometown in West Virginia. Available to wishlist now on the Epic Game Store, 
Let's watch. Home for sale. is many things. Peaceful tops that list. Until that day. You're the one in the driver's seat, Sam. I can't make you do anything. Coming back to Basswood was your idea. Just try and make sure you don't do anything stupid. <laughs> I know you think that the only thing waiting for you down there is Kurt. You might be right. The good news, though, at least you don't have to. Twin Mirror coming soon. Seems cool. Okay. You may have seen Metal Hellsinger announced earlier this week, and today we get the opportunity to take a closer look at this unique game that the studio bills as a rhythm FPS. Yeah. Com, you have to battle through eight hells, blasting. Watch the uh, crosshairs, and you'll and see. To talk about one of the most epic encounters in the game is the creative director at the Outsiders, David Goldfarb. Take it away, David. Thanks, and uh, let me say it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I think right now everybody needs some games to give give us a break from the reality that we currently inhabit. So uh, that's why we're here now. So what you're about to see here is an exclusive peek of some pre pre alpha gameplay. Metal Hellsinger. All right. Metal Hellsinger. See what you got, Dave. I hope you like it. Does it, does this music play while you're fucking shit up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is a uh, this is very doom esque. And also, yeah, right. Good luck streaming this on Twitch because the music. No. <laughs> Damn. Oh man, all those points. Oh, buddy. Oh, it even got fucking kill moves. Yes. Yeah, very, uh, very doom esque. Yep. Which I don't mind playing these kinds of games every once in a while. Just mindless killing, you know? Yep, got some dope music and just shooting some demons. Just fucking shit up. Oh boy! More enemies! Okay. Metal Helsinger. Coming 2021 to all current stuff, except for the Switch and the uh, next-gen consoles. Dungeons of Nechelbeck. The Amulet of Chaos is a fun and silly tactical RPG that's mm. coming to PC later this summer. It features a group of adventurers searching a dungeon for treasure. Each one of the characters has their own skill sets, or lack thereof, <laughs> uh, fighting styles, and inventory. Each one is kind of a failure. Okay. Uh, together, they're too dumb to fail. 
The game doesn't take itself too seriously. It has lots of in-jokes for tabletop games, and for some reason it features a lot of chickens. Anyway, here is an exclusive The Amulet, of, of, Chaos. The Amulet of Chaos. The Goblin's Den. <laughs> I'd expected your asses to be turned into lampshades by now. You root. I'm pissed. Pleased to meet you, pissed. I'm ready. This is D and D the game. Yep. Smash your rotten brains out at your skull. How about we try diplomacy, maybe? No. Attack. Smelly bushwhackers, man. You gotta use that in trust decimation at some point. Victory! White wishlist now on Steam. Watch the extended version on your on our YouTube channel. Okay. Who says you need water to go sailing? Our next game Red puts you on a boat in the middle of a sea of desert. In this intriguing narrative adventure, you rescue stranded people while looking for the rest of your clan. Let's take a look. At red sails sailing in the sand sailing in the sand <sighs> oh man that's pretty looking it's trippy some pretty looking visuals man yeah We use the stars to navigate. Look at that. What kind of magic BS is this? Haha, <laughs> Loki. And yeah, Phenom, they did drop his ass. They're like, get out of here, brother. Red Sails. RedSailsGame.com. Hmm. <laughs> So, DevBot, do you have any access to some medical programs in case I, you know, bump my foot against some of these cold, unforgiving walls? Query received, Sean. In order to familiarize you with basic life-saving procedures, I have established contact with game developer Bossa Studios for creating... Alright, Surgeon Simulator 2. Well, I wasn't really planning on doing any surgery. I feel like if I was injured, you'd be the one doing the surgery. My analysis shows that Surgeon Simulator 2 contains all of the vital instructions for repairing fragile human bodies. One hour of Surgeon Simulator 2 is equivalent to one year of human medical school. That's not true, but I appreciate your enthusiasm and thirst for knowledge, DevBot. And I'm certainly interested in this game. So let's take a look at Surgeon right. Simulator 2. Surgeon Simulator. Uh... Um, let's let's be real. Most surgery's gonna happen. We're just gonna fucking kill people nonstop in this game. That guy just chopped that dude's head off. So you know. Uh oh, there's his arm. What a wacky ass game, dude. Straight up. <laughs> Do 
The pointing is like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the? I don't understand. We're all just pointing. Oh. No. Okay. Yeah, Bob is fucked either way. They're just... Game. Joining us to talk about Surgeon Simulator 2, we got Mark Pick on the line. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. So, for anyone who has not experienced the hilarity of Surgeon Simulator 1, can you just give us the gist and tell us <laughs> what is Surgeon Simulator know, 2 Loki. all about? Um, we've kind of taken the tone and the heart of the original, which is that chaotic physics gameplay, and we've really kind of blown it out to brand new epic proportions. Um, so in the original game, you're just one arm kind of moving around on one table. In the new game, you're actually a fully limbed surgeon moving around for the first time in the series on two feet. Um, in the original <laughs> game as well, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? What an innovative feature in 2020. Um, in the original game as well, you were limited to just surgery, whereas in Surgeon Simulator 2, there's a whole plethora of brand new mechanics, challenges and gameplay elements to explore. You're not just looking over one patient's chest cavity anymore, but you're actually exploring a fully fledged medical facility. Can you maybe tease a little bit of some of the other perhaps medical operations that I get to perform <laughs> in Surgeon Simulator 2? Yeah, so there is 12 operations in the game and you will have seen a few of those in the trailer just now. Um, think of that facility as like a little bit like the original Surgeon Simulator with a bit of kind of a mad scientist lab thrown in there through this kind of lens of like a Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory vibe. Like you're never really sure what's going to be around the next corner <laughs> and what new twist or what dark machinery you're going to come across next. Uh, so players are going to come across everything from like surgical vending machines, over-engineered operating theatres, automatic patient dispensers, my personal favourite, which is actually an improvised cannon, where you can actually fire uh, limbs or organs and things across to your fellow surgeons on the other side of the room to keep operating on Bob. Now Mark, I understand that there is a creation tool in Surgeon Simulator 2. What does that entail? Yeah, that's right. So in keeping with the variety and surprise that we talked about before, in Surgeon Simulator 2, we're proud to announce that we are bringing the Fossil Labs creation mode to the game. Now, in creation mode, you as a solo player or in a group of up to four players can get stuck into the very same tools mm. that we as designers and developers use to build our very own story mode. It's an easy to use, intuitive, friendly set of tools where it's much fun to create as it is to play. So I, I want to ask, what, what are some of the examples of the types of levels, the types of creations that people have made? That's a great question. So we've been live for the last few months already. The wealth and the variety of content made by players so far has been really, really incredible to see. So there's been everything in there from traditional takes on surgery, like the end of the original game. We've also got ghost ships in there. We've got bowling alleys. We've even got a take on, on the Surgeon Olympics, where people are bouncing around <laughs> Bob's head and using that as a ball. And then we've got my personal favorite, um, which is the kind of uh, the take on the bottle flip challenge. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, oh, yeah. where you can oh, kind yeah. of flip a bottle with the hand and kind of, it's, it's not the easiest thing to do with the surgeon simulator hand. And <laughs> you just kind of step back and see the physics chaos play out. And it's a lot of fun. It's very satisfying to see. Mark, I had a blast playing surgeon simulator one. When can people play surgeon simulator two? How do they get access? 
to this creation workshop you've mentioned. Surgeon Simulator 2 is coming to the Epic Game Store in August 2020 and you can pre-order that right now. You can also go to SurgeonSimulator.com for more information and follow us at SurgeonSim on Twitter to learn more. Cool. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. That's Mark Pick. I'm Sean. Thank you. Let's go to Frankie Ward. Sean, you'll remember our next developer from their appearance in the PC gaming show way back in Way back in 2015. Hello, five years ago. Small UK indie studio. It was supposed to be two hours, Fina, but it's still going though, man. Right, Josh? Was they yeah, said it was yeah, it's been two hours. It's been two hours now, but they're, they're, they're still going at it. The last campfire is an adventure game, a story of a lost ember trapped in a puzzling place. Two hours, like the amount of sleep I got last night. <laughs> what is this game? Hmm. Last campfire. So yeah, we we we've we've we have we have seen this game before. It's been a while. Escape from Tarkov has become one of the breakout successes of 2020, becoming a smash hit on Twitch as players fell in love with its extra gritty take on first-person shooters. What does anyone who works on the internet will tell you? The people always want more. And more we've got for you. Here we go with Tarkov. Moment, I'm going to be speaking to one of the game's developers about what's coming next, and that includes a spicy new map. Hey, Devbot, wanted to show him what. All right. Got. So this is another game that I have not tried, but I've seen a little bit of it. I watch Sacrio play it a lot. So what kind of game is this? Because I have no idea. Um. It's a looter shooter? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Loot versus PvE versus PvP. Interesting. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Turn on the lights. It's dark as fuck out here. Checking each room one by one. Escape from Tarkov. Okay. 
So that looked like room checking simulator to me. Here with me to talk about what's coming next is Nikita Buyanov from Battlestate Games. Thanks so much for joining us. Here we go. Yeah. Let's... Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. Yes. Explain what the hell this is. How does a session of Escape from Tarkov work? What makes it different from, say, a class-based shooter or a battle royale? It's more about like true survival. You need to actually escape from a location through a extract points, uh, and you need to actually save your life and save your gear and your loot. And if you die, you will lose everything. So how does the new map compare to the existing map set in Tarkov? Uh, it will be the biggest and the most detailed location ever. It will be a lot of explorable buildings, uh, undergrounds. It's like an attempt to simulate the city, the realistic modern city. So give me a breakdown of what's coming up in this upcoming patch 12.7. Hmm. 12.7 is more like a technical patch. It's so when did this game originally come out? I guess I could look that up. Let me see. The expansion of uh, Customs location. Customs is the pretty iconic uh, location for the EFT. It will like enlarge the overall area by 30 or even 40%. This is not on Steam? No, I think it's its own thing. Skill system, and there will be new boss. Its own thing. I don't think it's a launcher. I think you just download the game after you buy it on their website. Or I could be wrong completely. I don't know. Probably you might be right. Bring something new in terms of new bosses. Really big amount of cool features are to come this year. We'll try to bring some new experience for you. Escape from Tarkov has been playable for a long time for anyone who's listening who hasn't yet played it. Where should they go? They should go to our site, uh, www.escapefromtarkov.com. Okay. For yourself, you could purchase it over there. So once again, escapefromtarkov.com to check it out. And Nikita, thanks so much for joining All us. All right. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. For our next title to PC Gaming Show. It's Frankie. To the inimitable Frankie Ward. Over the last decade, developer Red Barrels has given us some of the most messed up horror games ever created. The next game in the Outlast series offers more mind-numbing terror, but this time... Outlast Trials, huh? Outlast Trials is set during the Cold War, and in this happy period of distrust, fear, and violence, you and your friends are human guinea pigs involuntarily recruited to test advanced methods of brainwashing and mind control. Oh damn, Frankie. But work together, and maybe you'll survive the Outlast Trials. Alright, world exclusive, the Outlast Trials. Let's see what we we'll see what we got right here. Oh boy. That's that's not what you want to see at all. Nope. Anything but the brain. Night vision device fully operational, sir. Excellent. 
That's a blade to the throat. Well, Loki, if they're drilling into the skull, they're going for the brain. Freedom ends in 2021. Oh, there we go. That's it. It's over. So two hours and 15, 16 minutes. Ish. Also, as you might imagine, it is really challenging to put on a show with no nearby gaming conventions. So an enormous thanks to our sponsors for helping to make this show possible. This year, the sponsors are Mythical, Perfect World, Funcom, Frontier Developments, Exceed Games, Atlas, Intel, All In Games, Humble Games, Sega, Amazon Games, Merge Games, Tripwire Interactive, and the Epic Games Store. Without your support, we would not have had the opportunity to put on a show for the greatest platform, PC Gaming. Now, before I say goodbye, I want to give a warm thanks and a chance for my co-host to say goodbye. Thanks again, DevBot. Peace out, DevBot. You were you were a good guy. A real one. <laughs> you were a real one. <laughs> Peace out, homie. Till next year, brother. Goodbye to you, to so the lovely Frankie Ward. For your incredible games, and of course, a massive thanks for our sponsors for making this all happen. And finally, big with the little guinea pig at home for watching, I'm actually off with my little evil sidekick now <laughs> to take over the world, and I really, really do look forward to being your evil emperor overlord. Until next year, thank you so much, and goodbye. All right. Future right, game show. It. Coming up next is the future games show over at twitch.tv slash games radar. <laughs> what phenom? What happened? Exclusive reveals, deep dives me, on the future of gaming and developer interviews. With that, I'm Sean Day9 Plot, and this has been the PC Gaming Show. Peace out, Day9. Stay healthy, stay safe. I think care. on Twitter they said stay tuned for after the credits. There might be a trailer uh, or something. I feel like I saw that on Twitter when I looked him in the go. All right. Goodbye. Oh yeah, PC, the PC Gamer, the, the official account said right here. Stay tuned after the credits for one final trailer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, some games on the list. Yeah, I actually added some Oh, Oh, gotcha, Fino. Yeah, I actually, uh, there's some games on my list now too, man. I definitely added some stuff on my wish list, for sure. I added Dwarfheim, Haven, Chris Tales, Weird West, Icarus. What else? Is that all? They showed so much, I have to look at the big fucking list. I added Persona 4, even though I haven't played any of the games before. 4 is supposed to be really, really good. Really I wonder if they're gonna picture, if they're right? gonna add five on here too. You know? I think I think eventually, if that does well, yeah. Are you sure you want to quit watching? All unsafe progress will be lost.
Sony editors. Pro tip, when asking a computer to open a pod bay door, say please. With all of these sponsors, you'd think I'd have a heck of a lot of Deadbot wants more RGB, man. Hook the hook to hold me up. Seriously, it is time to leave. Valheim Torchlight 3 Elite Dangerous. Yeah, I actually added Elite Dangerous onto mine too, because that looks like something that, that would be interesting. Icarus, Trash Sailors, Almighty Night Call from the Collective Stream. Gotcha, gotcha, you know? Speaking of tools, could someone adjust my Omnibus server motor? Interesting. <laughs> Woman looking at man looking at DevBot. Man looking at DevBot. <laughs> there will now be a short quiz, so I hope you memorized all those names. And don't forget to thank your computer for showing it to you. The show is over. No, you may not. Initiating self-destruct sequence. Just kidding. I would never. Oh boy, here we go. World exclusive. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Come on. Something good, please. What this? The phone, who this? New 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 trailer, who this? Oh. New Blood presents. Oh, got him. It's all sci-fi creepy shit, man. Stab him. Got him. Elm Gloomwood? Gloomwood. Okay. Ah, inside at last, are ya? Well... If I'm being 100% honest here... <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest here... This game would interest me more if it looked better. Yeah, it looks pretty. If it looked better, I would be a lot more interested, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't. I don't, I don't. Nah, man. Yo, yo, yo. Well, we got about 40 minutes before well, the next can... deal. That's, that's fine. We can, uh, we can, we can do the news if you want. Gonna do the news. We can do the news. Yeah, might as well do the news, man. Well, it, yeah. it, you know, obviously it's not like uh, previous podcast, but we'll, you know, this week is different, man. We'll, yeah. we might as well do the news. I got some, Go man. For it. So let's, do uh, it. let's do it. All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. So this this first topic here is I know one that uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're watching for the first time, we're, we're going to be going uh, into our daily uh, or daily our weekly news, which we usually start off with at the beginning of every uh, of every sh uh, 
podcast, but this week is a little bit different. So, you know, we're, we're doing it here in the middle. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we do gaming news, TV show news, and then movie news. So we're going to start off with uh, some gaming news. And like I was saying, this this first piece of gaming news, I think, is uh, is going to be a little bit more. Um, uh, this this one, I think uh, Josh will have a lot to say on. Okay. But uh, uh, as I talked to him a little bit about it before, but um, all adventures come to an end. Yes. And uh, Roleplay uh, announced that uh, that uh, JP, I believe, tweeted out uh, a a uh, like a blog post about uh, about Roleplay, and uh, if you guys want to check it out i would suggest uh going over to his twitter and uh getting the getting the uh i, I think i think if you go onto the, to his twitter it should be the, it should be like one of the first things you see because i'm sure that uh um it's you know something that people or you can just go onto the role play twitter probably and it'll be on there yeah uh yeah it's, it's on there but yeah, you can just go over to JP's, and then I'm sure you'll see it there. But anyway, yeah, roleplay. Uh, they they put out a message, you know. Uh, he put out a message uh, talking about the, uh, you know, the decision as to why, and mm-hmm. you know, all that all that stuff. And 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 Josh has more information on this than I do because, well, first of all, uh, Josh knows about it more than I do, and also he watched the uh, Q and A video. That JP did, uh, I believe it was like the day after this was announced. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and take it away from here, Josh, yeah. So I know you probably have a lot to say about this. Yeah. For those of you that don't even know what roleplay is, roleplay is a uh, a brand of shows that JP started several. It me JP, I should say. Um, check out his yeah. Twitch and Twitter, and I'm sure he's doing drop frames right now. Uh, even um, started several many many years ago. He's which. Uh, where they played, uh, it started off just him and some friends playing Dungeons and Dragons on Twitch, and then it evolved into an ever-changing brand of different systems of RPGs that they played as well. Um, but over, gosh, I don't even remember how many many years, at least like five, seven years, something like that. Um, uh, that was like the brand was called Roleplay, and then they had like you know Swan Song, Court of Swords, and all those. Uh, other roleplay branded shows and it yep some some things happened and eventually it's got to the point where it's gonna be it's time for it to end and it's going it's already over all the shows have been uh ended except for the star wars show echoes of eternity i believe it's called yeah which which Um, i watch and it's it's really great it has uh, uh jesse cox as the dm it's got pocket bike men uh shippen uh Anna Prosser. It's really uh it's uh, I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. Um which they said is gonna go on for as long as the cast wants to do it, he said, but but as for future content, that's roleplay is pretty much done for for now, he says for now. So he says he says don't get hung up hung up on the for now, but that it you know, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, you never know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you never know what the future holds, right? But yeah. for now, yeah, they, you know, with the, with stuff going on, they kind of, yeah, they they just, yeah. Um, 
So roleplay for me was the first thing that kind of I saw of D&D online, right? So like I know for some people it's Critical Role, but roleplay for me was, first of all, roleplay was around, I believe, before Critical Role. Um, and for me, it was the one that inspired me. I liked that first cast. I liked a lot of the casts. Uh, Blades in the Dark in particular was one of my favorites as well. Um, and definitely, uh, Blades in the Dark has one of my, my absolute most favorite emotional roleplay moments I've ever seen in a game. Um, something to shoot for in your games, I think. Um, but yeah, I was very much uh, bummed. I understand that... Uh, Journeys come to an end, but it's hard to say goodbye to something you care about and inspired you to do what you do, which is the whole reason that I stream my D&D stuff was because I was inspired by JP and all those those guys over there, guys and ladies over there that did um did those shows. So uh, all the best of luck to all those people. I know uh, JP recommended some other tabletop shows um, that are live on Twitch now. Um, unfortunately, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, other than I think Table Story is one, so... Um, but yeah, very, very much bummed by it, but I totally understand it. And, uh... Never say never, I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but maybe one day we'll see a return of some sort of, uh, maybe not a roleplay series, but maybe some sort of D&D over there again. But for the foreseeable yeah, future, it's... It's in... It's uh, being examined by top men, as they say, <laughs> in Indiana Jones. Top, top men. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's put on hold, like you said. Never say never. It 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 eventually might come back and make a return. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, uh, you know, it's it's not uh, not going to be, uh. A thing for the for, for now. Yeah, but you can always go back and rewatch all the old yeah. stuff that they've done. Uh, I, I I enjoyed a lot of their like older stuff. I prim- I primarily watched their Star Wars stuff, um, which you know is, is kind of what got me into the D and D RPG type stuff is all the, the Star Wars games and whatnot. So yeah, uh, I highly recommend Blades in the Dark. Um, uh. And I also recommend The Dark Heresy. And the thing about both those shows is they both have cast members that have since passed away. Um, Dark Heresy had uh, TB, Little Biscuit, on it. Um, as you know, we lost Little Biscuit. Not It doesn't seem that long ago, but I guess it's been a little bit now. And not that long ago, we also lost Jeff in Control Robinson, who was also on Blades in the Dark, as well as one of the original cast members of the first uh, roleplay series. Um, so some of those are kind of hard for me to watch because it's like, they're not there anymore, man. It sucks. But at the same time, it's like, God, it's good to laugh with them again uh, kind of deal. So I, yeah. um, the, the ones, those are the two I can recommend. Everybody check, I mean, check it all out. Even though, you never know what'll hit you that you like. But Blades in the Dark is really good, really, really, really good. And so is uh, Dark Heresy there. All I got to say about that. Alrighty, we can uh, go ahead and move on to the next thing, which is that uh, there's a whole lot of uh, as streamers, Josh and I, uh, is this something we got to deal with, and I'm sure other streamers as well. Is that uh, there's a lot of DMCA takedowns going on for Twitch right now, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're deleting. A lot of people are deleting thousands upon thousands of clips because of uh, you know all that's going on. Uh, Twitch support tweeted out that uh, this week we've had a sudden inflow. Oh. oh, Daniel, did we lose a Daniel? And down. Oh, Daniel's frozen, y'all. I don't know what happened. What happened? Oh, well. I don't know what happened. But we're going to sit here awkwardly until he comes back. Yeah, maybe restart the call. We could try that. Hang on a second. Let's flop over here. Whoop. See if we can restart this call. I wonder if, um, You know, Daniel, Daniel's Discord may have crashed. Well. Oh, I'm all by myself now. Yeah, I think his Discord crashed or his internet went out one, guys, because, uh, he has disappeared completely from the Discord. Or he's restarting it, I guess. That's also a possibility. Uh, but in a moment, I can, uh... I can sit here with the camera on and sit at the live the goodbye screen, I guess. Oops, that's not what I want. And we can look at my hi guys. I don't know what happened to Daniel, but here we are. Maybe he'll come back. I hope he does. Because if he don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> this has never happened before. Uh, while we while we wait for him to come back, I guess we can. Uh, I can look over some of the news from this past week. I know what Daniel was going to talk about, but I'd rather wait for him to be here before we talk about it. Um. Um. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that watch the um. The PS Five thing. Oh, Daniel's back. Uh, hello. hello. What uh, happened? So hello, my internet crapped out. I think. <laughs> okay, I was. I thought that might be what happened. Hang on. That was so weird. I was like in the middle of talking, and then like I noticed everything started messing up. I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah, no, you good? Hang on. Hello, everyone. Sorry about that. Uh, shit happens. Uh, uh there we go. All right, that's good. So we're back. Hey, come uh, back I pretty thought... quick. <laughs> So yeah, so I was saying, as I was saying, all that you know, the Twitch DMCA <laughs> stuff is going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing what they can to help us to help us out as creators with take control of the clips situation and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that you know, gotta we gotta deal with. So, fortunately, so far I haven't personally received any like emails or anything about you know or, or like you know anything related to this. I haven't either. Um, and I can tell but you I, why. 
Oh, um, um, for for uh, for D and D streams, people know I use music, but I only use royalty free music for D and D streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I sometimes I'll play music in Clockwork Cantina before we get started. Uh, I use video game soundtracks, and they almost never get claimed. <laughs> so that's how I think I've avoided most of it. Uh. And I also imagine they're probably not going after people that are kind of smaller like me. I'm I'm very small stream for the most part. So yeah, uh, it, it it is it is more of like the uh, the bigger streamers that I've seen uh, mm-hmm. get hit with this stuff. Um, but I, I I still do not want to take the the risk, so I kind of was not. I'm not, I'm not doing song requests or anything like that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, just just to be on the safe side of things. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where I am with that at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, there are royalty free options out there for pre- for just streamers in general that want to oh, have yeah, music yeah. like Monster Cat. Um, you can find a whole bunch of royalty free stuff just on YouTube if that's your interest. Um, for sure. Or you can be like me and buy a, a game maker's pack and have all the soundtracks in it that I can use for whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a bummer. It's also a bummer that Twitch didn't kind of have like an easy way for people to delete a bunch of clips. They had to use like third yeah. parties and stuff. But I think yeah. they're working on something now. I don't know of any streamers that have gotten like ban- banned or nothing, which seemed to kind of be like the main threat, right? It was like these. Yeah, like you, you, because you obviously you get like strikes and stuff. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah, n- nothing like that has happened. But I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's, it's a precarious, precarious thing. That, it's also that, a complicated yeah. thing, with how copyright and shit works, and some of it's super outdated too. Some of the laws and stuff it really needs like yeah. a. A hard look at again, and like to be and like the claim and the claims depend on like who's claiming them. Like you could you could get one of your videos claimed for like three seconds of a song. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like like it. Just, it all depends on like who's claiming it. So like it's it, it it's a it's a it's a rough thing, tough situation. I'd rather it's something that I'd rather not like super deal with. So. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna try to avoid it as much as possible. It's why in the past um, we always mute the, when we watch trailers or anything like that on Cantina. We always have that shit muted, right? So yeah, um, I mean, we'll see how we'll see what happens for this episode with you know the stuff that we're watching. But uh, yeah. I'm 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 wanna I'm pretty uh, well. I want to say that I'm confident that we'll be okay. Yeah, but but you never know. We'll we'll see. Sometimes there's trailers that have music and shit, and it's like, well, yeah, you know. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, we can move on from that from, to something else, or rather. Sure, what you get? Uh, I have a little Destiny 2 trailer. It is Destiny oh, 2 man. Beyond Light. Uh, I believe this is the, like, newest, uh, DLC they're coming out with. Uh, I know that you don't, I know you bought this game, but you don't really play it anymore. I have it, and I don't really play it anymore either. I just, it's it's just one of those games that like, I don't know, man. It's just too grindy, mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to figure out like what the grind is even for, you know. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, like I'll play it with friends every once in a while, you know. 
Yeah, sometimes First you just want to run around and shoot shit and get off some, yeah. pow some powers. Exactly. Throw a fire hammer or a shield or yeah. whatever. But these trailers and cinematic things that they do are always good looking. So I was like, let's yeah. check this out, you know? They's pretty. They own a they own a frozen world too. Frozen is it? But is it a frozen decimation? No. It's, well, yes, <laughs> but no. <laughs> yes, but, but no. no. Not ours. <laughs> Somebody else's. No, this is the crossover. This is where the Corazon Sangrado gets <laughs> the frozen decimation. Fuck yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, Destiny and Destiny hasn't been my thing for a while now. Yeah, the, the, I'll crash... be honest. I regret buying the fucking thing. <laughs> I would like that money back because they've given I, it away to free the people now. Yeah, I know. I got it for free, man. I uh, I bought the original <sighs> game when it came out, and uh, yeah, man. For me, that's 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 yep. One way to one way to say it. But I mean, yeah, these uh, these little trailers look pretty neat, and uh, I don't really know what the story is with Destiny Two, but um, me neither. Again, it's just it's just one of those games where I'm just like, I'll play it every once in a while. Yeah. It's a floaty fish thing. Floaty robot fish thing. It's a it's fucking the pyramid that Ali was in. <laughs> Destiny 2 Beyond Light September 22nd, 2020 but, but if you're Beyond Light Doesn't that mean you're in the dark? So couldn't they just call it Destiny 2 Dark? What? I don't understand <laughs> Okay Uh, What did that say? Is this pre-order the deluxe edition I received? Wait, deluxe edition? What? What is this? Um, Instant No time to explain Exotic pulse rifle Yeah, I don't know This is just I don't know. I, I, I don't really know, like... There's so many, like, deals, so, so many expansions to this that I'm, I, I just, I don't even know anymore, you know? I don't know either. Anyway, we can move on from that. Uh, here's something that I am very, very interested in. And uh, it was something that we have talked about previously on this podcast. Uh-huh. And it was called uh, Project Maverick. Yes. Uh, EA EA had been talking about this for well not they hadn't been talking about it we've been talking about it because it it was leaked a while back Project Maverick something that EA was working on a new Star Wars thing and it was revealed they confirmed that it that e, the Project Maverick is indeed Star Wars Squadrons which is a uh, gonna be like a flight sim type game. Uh, it's EA Motives, uh, new game. Uh, it's it's the one that was called the smaller, uh, more unusual project that they were working on. Uh, and EA is obviously going to be talking about it on Monday. They're going to be talking about it on Monday, June fifteenth, which is a couple days here at eleven a.m. Eastern, eight p.m. or eight no eight p.m. eight a.m. Pacific. Are you uh, gonna make it to that? <laughs> that's real early. Uh, that's that's yeah. I mean, I'll I'll probably just watch it when I wake up. But uh, they're gonna Man. have an official reveal trailer uh, Monday morning, which is exciting. Uh, 
and they have some pretty cool uh pretty cool posters here man i'll 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 show them to you here so you can uh so you can show the the stream but they look kind of cool man their whole motto is like pilots wanted you know kind of like looking for pilots type deal I get like a Top Gun Star Wars vibe from this. So here is here is the thing. I'll show it to you right here. Miles coming in with that chunkler. Boom. Check that out. And then here's the other cool one that I thought looks pretty badass. They tweeted this out not too long ago either, but look at this one too, man. This that looks cool. look pretty good on the wall. I'd like to have that on the wall. The, yeah, that's like that's like the cover art right there. I like how they have um I like how they have like uh some of the newer ships too. Like if you look, they have like the Ewing, they have like the TIE Reaper. Uh but yeah, it, it's definitely looks cool. Ooh. Definitely looks cool. I, I'm look very interested to see what kind of game it is gonna be. And then yeah, the pilots wanted one. That looks like a wallpaper, man. Yeah. The pilots wanted one. That looks like a damn wallpaper. Talk to me, goose. Right? I you get I get like so such Top Gun Star Wars vibes out of this, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've had like a flight simulator uh Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So I'm very intrigued and interested as to what they're gonna do here. Um. And yeah, man. I don't know. We'll uh. Monday. Monday morning, we'll find out. There's going to be a trailer, so exciting, Monday. exciting stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely interested in knowing more about that. We like so our already, Star Wars here in the Clockwork Cantina. We're going to try to skim through the rest of the news here because I do believe the PC, the future game show starts in about 15 minutes. So let's try to yeah, hit it. Get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, next up, uh, they had the future of uh the PS5 event which is the future of gaming stuff. And we're going to quickly talk about some of the games that we saw there. Uh, they revealed a uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man expansion game, mm-hmm. uh, which is not the sequel, but it's more its more of like a spin-off game, kind of like how... Don't uh, deal. Think, think of like uh, the Uncharted Lost Legacy, kind of like that. It's like a standalone spin-off expansion game. So that was the first thing they talked about. I don't know if Josh wants to put up a trailer for that, but that was kind of cool. Uh, we also saw uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which I'm very excited about as well. Uh, they talked about this game called uh, Pragmata, which is the uh, it's like a bizarre, like it's the like Kojima esque one with the dude in the spacesuit and the little girl. That one looked kind of weird and interesting. Yeah. Uh, Res- they announced Resident Evil 8 uh, Village, which at first people were like, uh, well, what the hell is this game? It looks Resident Evil-ish, but is it? And guess what? Turned out to be Resident Evil 8. Yep. And it had werewolves. Or a werewolf. It had werewolves. And then uh, we saw this other game called uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which looked really interesting. Yeah, it looked cool. Uh, it's like this little. It, somebody was was talking about that game, and they were like, "Oh, it, it's like the Ray game we never got." Which, <laughs> not looking back at that trailer and thinking about it in my head, that that girl is totally a Ray. She even has a staff, and she's got these little like little 
I don't know what those little black uh, furball creatures are, but even those things look like porgs, man. So like, it t- I totally get Ray vibes out of that one. Uh, yeah, Canada Bridge of Spirits looks cool. We saw some more Ghostwire Tokyo footage, which looked interesting as well. Um, it looked very actiony, which I wasn't expecting actually. Yeah, uh, they announced a new little big planet game called Sackboy: A Big Adventure. Um, there was this cool futuristic non-human robot game with a cat called Stray. You played it. Looked interesting. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and yeah, Josh can bring up trailers for any of these. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, been, I'm throwing about. them up as I come across them. Yeah, it's all good. No worries. Uh, another game that looked really interesting was Project Athia. Uh, looked super interesting. It had like this big old dragon in it, and like I don't know, it had like these like demon wolf dogs, and this girl with like root, like tree rooting powers. I don't know. It looked, it looked yeah. really neat. Uh, if you want, if you want the the very quick TLDR for most of these games, is they looked really goddamn pretty. They did. They announced a new Ratchet and Clank game, Rift Apart, which looked cool. There's a lot of, you know, really neat stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is coming out. Uh, they announced a remaster for uh, Demon Souls. Uh, a lot of a lot of interesting games that uh, you guys should go and check out the trailers for. Um, yeah, so definitely go take a look at that stuff. If oh, you can, farm a crab, bro. Ew. But that's pretty much it for the gaming news. Whenever we're ready, we can move on to other stuff. Yeah, go go right ahead. I just got this trailer playing. All right. Well, while Josh keeps playing these trailers, I'm gonna talk about the rest of the news here. Uh, The Last of Us, the HBO series, enlisted uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl's uh, Johan Renk as director. Uh, so as we know, that uh, some of the people who worked on the Chernobyl show have been hired to uh, do the Last of Us HBO series, and now they got some. Now they got a director on board, Johan Renk. Uh, he will be directing the pilot, I believe, as well as being a producer on the show. Uh, Johan Rank has done other stuff like his other directing credits include Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, Vikings, Bloodline, and Bates and Will Tell, in addition to Chernobyl. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, this is the first, obviously, the first project from the television series for PlayStation Productions. Uh, so it'll be interesting uh, to see what they do with that uh, going forward. Uh, yeah, I don't really have too much for TV news, but the only other thing is that uh, some, it's something sports related. But Major League Soccer (MLS) is going to resume their season July eighth at uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, all twenty six teams will participate in the tournament. Uh, fifty four matches occurring occurring every day or nearly every day, uh, and it'll count to the twenty twenty MLS regular season standings. Uh, the matches will be held without spectators in attendance. Uh, an emphasis on health, safety of all players, coaches, and staff, and the Disney employees. Uh, payers and staff will follow specific medical protocols, including coronavirus testing throughout the tournament. 
but yeah, it's just the, last week we talked about the NBA coming back. Now the MLS is coming back. Uh, and slowly and slowly, more of these, uh, you know, professional uh, sports leagues are going to be returning. The sports uh, but, are coming until something yeah. else catastrophic happens. So we're going to move on to movie news now, unless Josh has anything no, to say No, go for that. it. I got nothing. Here's a trailer for Bruce Lee's 30 for 30, Be Water. Oh, damn. They're making a 30 for 30 on Bruce Lee, which, uh, you know, after watching The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls one, I am ready for more uh, sport sporting greats, and uh, obviously Bruce Lee was a was a legend, and uh, this uh, B Water trailer is really really cool. Uh, I can't wait for this. This is gonna be dope. It's gonna premiere on Sunday, June. Uh, well, it premiered already, I guess. Sunday, June seventh. It's, it's out. It oh. came out this past week, so I would check it out. Uh, if I were you guys, I still need to watch it. I honestly hadn't even realized it was out yet. I didn't realize uh, it either. So I am definitely going to be checking that out. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we have some news. Uh for the Evil Dead 4. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Campbell uh, made it known that um, there's going to be obviously a fourth movie. He uh, mentioned the director uh, that was handpicked by Sam Raimi himself. Uh Lee Cronin is going to be directing Evil Dead 4, which is going to be called Evil Dead Now. Uh, and he was talking a little bit about that. And ba- basically, it, it, this movie had been rumored, but now it's happening. Uh, and he had a little bit of, he had some quotes here, but we're not going to get into that right now. If you want to look it up, go ahead and look it up. Uh, I, I was looking at this uh, article from Collider. Uh, but Evil 4 has a title, uh, director. And a new story or new Ashless story. What that means, go check it out. Uh, very quickly, uh, before the PC gaming show starts, I'm going to try to get through these last couple ones. Uh, there was a poster for uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music and a trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Boom, boom. If you guys want to check that out, it was really interesting seeing an older Keanu and Alex Winter uh, playing these characters. Uh, Looks like it'll be a fun movie. It makes me want to go back and rewatch the original, to be honest. I haven't seen it in a hot minute. Same. But it looks it looks fun. So Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh I'm yeah, I'm gonna be it's it's so like weird seeing Keanu without like a, you know without, without a beard. Yeah, with like some scruff, without some scruff. Yeah, because because we're so used to him without. But it, but it, but honestly, it's 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 kind of cool, you know, because mm-hmm. he isn't so much stuff right now with a beard. So it's like, yeah, let's, let's have him in something without one, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's neat seeing these guys come back and portray the the characters that they were in the uh, in the older movies. So yeah, man, pretty neat. Looks looks like a fun movie. Fun, fun, fun. 
Um, and then to wrap up the news for this week, I only have a couple more things, and that's uh, some delays. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has been shifted to 2021. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, coming out this year around the Thanksgiving time. Uh, uh, but instead, it will be coming out in May 21st, 2021. So that got bumped. Uh, and then The Matrix got bumped from uh, May 21st, 2021, which is its original date, to April 1st, 2022. Um, those are a few things. Christopher Nolan movies. Christopher Nolan's movie Tenet uh, was been delayed by two weeks to July thirty first, twenty twenty, which is this year, still. And then Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four has been pushed from October fourteenth all the way to October second this year. So those that's uh, that's a little bit of movie news there for you uh, to wrap up this week's news. That's all I got which I think is right on time because the PC gaming show is about to start in like two minutes. Yep. So unless you got anything and to add on to that, Josh, about the moving, moving the release dates or any, some of the trailers we saw or anything? No, bro, I ain't got nothing. All right. Sounds good, man. I I'm actually going to... Uh, this is going to be... I'm gonna, I don't know how long, but I'm going to go take a quick bathroom break before this Yeah, starts. go right I ahead, will, bro. I will be uh, right back, everybody. Oh God, I'm not Daniel. Oh. <laughs> uh? Ah, this is fine. Not gonna work. What if I hit? Oh God! Oh, I closed the call by accident. Wow, I have broken everything. Hi. Hello, we've unbroken everything. Whoop. There we go. I have music playing. Let's get some. Guys, if it if it starts up, I'll sw I'll swap back even though we're in the wrong places, so we can seize. Twenty seconds. I've I've returned. Right on time. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Hell yeah, this is the right way to start this. Good good on them. Mm-hmm. Good on you guys, Games Radar and Future Games Show. Oh man, we're going straight into it, huh? The following program is intended for mature audiences. Ah, that's loud. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep it keep it, keep it a little, little bit lower there, man. God damn, I saw Ghost of Tsushima. I'm excited. Can't wait for that game. The Future Games Show. Let's go. World premiere. World premiere. World. Oh, they got a lady that said it. I don't have to say it. Falling um, footage is a work in progress. Does not represent the final game. Ooh, what's this? Axe, gun, axe. It's Andy looking for media. This looks like Prey or something, man. Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, PS5. Hmm. Definitely this looks like Prey. Yeah, right? They definitely didn't show this at summer 2020. What? They definitely didn't show this at the Sony event, is what I was going to say. Yeah. So I wonder what the hell this is. I have no fucking clue. But yeah, it looks like Prey to me, but I don't know. I don't think it is, though. It's, it looks like... Quantum Error? Okay. Trippy. Got a trippy name. Intriguing. Very intriguing. I definitely get Prey vibes out of that. Quantum error. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Future Games Show. What a way to start. Hello, Nolan. I am Nolan North. What's going on, Nolan? As your ghost from Destiny, or perhaps Dr. Edward Richthofen from Call of Duty series, or even, you know, the Penguin from the Arkham series. Oh my gosh. Okay, Nolan, we get it. We or get a million it. other voices, yeah. Nolan. Seriously. gazillion games. We got it. Right, right. Of course, most of you know me as Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Look, he's got so much, he's got, he's got Young Justice on as well. And some so other stuff that I can't make out because I'm blind. As we host this showcase mm -hmm. of upcoming games, please give it up. And welcome, the lovely and talented Miss Emily Rose. Hey, Nolan. Hello, hello. Hi, Emily everybody. Rose. Welcome from my home to yours. I'm really excited about what we have. I'm excited to see what you guys got. How long is this show going to be? An hour? I have no hours. idea. We're going to be talking to leading Oh, I'm here for it. Either way. What we really can expect from the future of games. Plus, we have a host of exclusive game reveals, uh, world premieres, uh, new gameplay demos from current and next-gen consoles. And some of these are so secret, even I haven't been told about them yet. Wait, they didn't tell you about them? What, they told you? No, like they really didn't tell you about them? I think people are playing favorites. Because, I mean, I have the whole, I have the whole list right in front of me right there. Whatever. 
<laughs> and let's get into the good stuff. Let's get it, man. Okay, so we got? the next title is from Red Thread Games. They're this little indie studio in Norway. I love I love Norway. You might know them from their Choice and Consequence series, Dreamfall Chapters. So get ready for the world-exclusive premiere of their new project. World premiere. World premiere. What is this? This looks like Borderlands art style. Oh shit, this looks like a comic book, is what it looks like. Yeah, it do. It do. There is no hope. Except for us. Somewhere in America. on a greyhound no, I'm kidding game over potato chips Robot dudes. Okay. All right. Hmm. A game about hope, friendship, love, road trips, music, family, robots, ghosts, signals. Justice, relationships, I know, uh, betrayal, civil war, echoes, maps, climate change, loneliness, America, heartbreak, division, redemption, and the power of words. Dustborn. We are Dustborn.com. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like the art style. Art style's cool, yeah, I dig it. Hey, my name is Ragnar Tornquist. I'm creative director at Red Thread Games, and we're working on a game called Dustborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice is dead. Dustborn is a story-driven action adventure about a band of misfits and outcasts on a road trip across America. It's a game about hope, friendship, love, robots, and the power of words. So in this footage, you're watching our main character, Pax, explore a small commune in the Pacific Northwest. She's come here with her crew to recruit her sister. But it turns out her sister's not interested in joining the crew. So your job is to convince her and deal with the consequences of what happens next. Hmm. Dustborn's coming to PC and next generation consoles in 2021. Okay. Thanks again to Ragnar for that exclusive first look at Dustborn. Okay, what's next, Nolan? Next, we've got a hardcore first-person platformer whose recent Steam demo was played over 100,000 times. Here's an exclusive look at a new cyberspace level containing new enemies and abilities from Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. I remember this. Exclusive. Ugh. I'm like dying here, man. 
Yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, I'm just like, I'm tired. Is what I mean. Gotcha. I need to see something really hyped to wake me up. Speed and mobility. Ghost Runner, huh? <laughs> Genji the video game. That, dude, it's funny that you say that, Majin, because I was thinking that too. I was thinking this is literally Genji the video game. I mean, the character even looks like him. Later this year. <laughs> In that picture. Yeah. It looks cool, though. Not gonna lie. I like some cyberpunk shit. Exclusive. E for everyone. Oh, Harry. What have you done? Hello, I'm Tatiana Delgado mm. from Auto the Blue Games, working on Call of the Sea. You might have seen our reveal trailer during the recent Xbox Series X event, but we wanted to take the opportunity to walk you through it and tell you a bit more about the game. How strange that your trail ends here. Call of the Sea is a first-person adventure Pretty looking game. set in the 1930s mm -hmm. that takes place in the far reaches of the South Pacific. You take the role of Nora, a woman who has crossed an ocean in search of her husband's missing expedition. At Out of the Blue, we love telling stories and designing puzzles. That is why we wanted to create a game that had a strong presence of both. And also, we always approach our games with the player's emotions in mind. That being said, although Call of the Sea is a puzzle game, I would say that it is the narrative that drives the game. Therefore, Puzzles serve the narrative and make the story advance as a reward when solving them. Some of the puzzles we have to do with Expedition itself, using the real-world technology of the era. In others, you will try to decipher what the ancient runes were for. And going back to the story, we have the good fortune of having actress Cici Jones mm. as the voice of Nora. We adore her acting in Firewatch and her ability to create a strong presence with only her voice. It is a tale of self-discovery, an exploration not only of the island, but of the character's inner self. Although our game was inspired to an extent by the works of H.P. Lovecraft, this is not a horror game, but mm. an adventure game. We hope that's to what it looks like to me. It looks like an adventure game. And at the same so time, it's cool to see that that's what it is. Thank you for your time, and we look forward to revealing more of Call of the Very Sea. Very pretty looking adventure game. Call of the Sea. Okay. Call of the Sea Game dot com. Call of the Sea is developed by Out of the Blue and will launch on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows platforms. Our next game features none other than Sherlock Holmes. Oh. This time, he's a youthful, more arrogant version of the famous detective. Here's the producer and community manager from Frogwares to tell us more about the game's setting and how they plan to create a truly open-world detective game. Exclusive. Exclusive. 
Hi everyone, my name is Sergey Ganesian and I'm the producer and community manager at Frogwares. We are an 80 people strong independent studio from Kyiv, Ukraine. You may know us for our detective games such as the Sherlock Holmes adventures as well as the recent The Sinking City. We are working on our new game Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1. It's a story-driven investigation thriller in which you play as the young 21-year-old Sherlock before he becomes the legend that we all know. For John Watson and Jim Moriarty, Sherlock was a brilliant but rebellious aspiring detective trying to prove himself. The game takes place in the late 19th century on a small Mediterranean island where, according to our story, Sherlock grew up before moving to England and to where he comes back, now as an outsider, mm. to investigate the mysterious death of his mother, the death that scarred his childhood. Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is an open-world detective game with minimum hand-holding. In this game we are introducing the concept of global investigation gameplay that is heavily based on the feedback that we received from the players on our previous games. We build it on bringing in numerous detective features and mechanics that not only synergize with one another but also allow you to interact with the world around you. For example, you can now decide to involve random people on the streets in your investigation, ask them for directions or question those citizens who you think match your suspect profile. And if you doubt they would even talk to some foreigner like you, you can for instance find the right disguise, say a police uniform to loosen their tone. It's up to you to discover that synergy kind of cool. and use it at the right time, because as I mentioned, there is minimum hand-holding in the game. Of course, making the right deductions and tracking down criminals is another exciting part of I remember that I played we are aiming to give the player the chance to miss a little bit of the crimes and punishments game and, eventually and I got to a certain point where I was like, what the fuck do I do in this game? <laughs> so I just stopped playing it because I didn't know what the fuck I had to do next. I don't know if I've ever played any of the Sherlock games. I played it back on the PS3 and I was just like, I liked it, but I was like, I don't know. I got to a point where I just I didn't know what the fuck else I had to do, so I just stopped playing it. When this guy means minimal or, uh, hand holding, he means it, dude. Because I was like, I don't know what the fuck I got to do in this game. In our next part of the show, the future game show goes retro with a series of games that reimagine the arcade and console classics of some of my favorite eras, the 80s and 90s. And what better way to begin than with a bullet hell shoot 'em up created by a small team from Lebanon, including a former Pixar artist. Signy, huh? Here's an exclusive gameplay slice. Of Signy. Exclusive. Oh boy, another another flight game. <laughs> the character design looked anime anyway. Suck at these games. They're shooting lasers everywhere. Lasers everywhere.
They're kind of fun, but yeah, I, I... I don't know. I'm more used to, like, uh... Fucking Galaga and shit, you know? Yeah. I just think oh, these, these games aren't for me. I'm just not good at them. Yeah. No, I get you. I feel you. I think they're fun sometimes, but... I yeah. just... I just... I just suck at them. Especially when they start throwing, like, tons of things at you on the screen. I'm just like, what's happening? Signy is coming to Windows, Mac, Sweet. and the developers hope next generation consoles. Okay, so we're keeping the arcade vibes coming with a high-speed tribute to arcade racing classics like Daytona USA and a stylish platformer that looks like a noir comic book. But first... World premiere. World premiere. Cuts the flesh. World premiere. And will fall. Slay the seven. Save us all. Fulfill what others failed. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Depends on you. Whoa! The fuck, bruh? Blood everywhere. She was like... It was like her insides were on her outside, and it was nasty. I didn't even have to say it, she said it. Magrifius bless you, Striver. Interesting. That's one thing this show has done. You'd have to you'd have to say anything because she's she says it all for you. Yeah. Oh, you get to be the popo. Hot shot racing. Hey, Katane. I couldn't even read it. <laughs> hey, Christelle, this is the game we saw earlier. PC gaming show. Yeah, Tales is our indie love letter to classic JRPGs. So far, we've shown a small portion of the game's overall content and the ways that you'll be able to learn from the past, act in the present, and re- It's like a neat little game. All in real time on one screen. This unique presentation lets you see the impact of your choices instantly, and to get really creative in combat by combining skills and playing with time. Hey. In combat, we just updated our demo on Steam to include Wilhelm, the child mage, in a mini Colosseum mode that features a number of new, challenging battles. We're really excited to be bringing Chris Tales both to next-gen consoles and all current consoles later this year. What's this? 
In a world where everybody spies on you. Oh wait, that's real life. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Too real, man, too real. None of your goddamn business what I do with it. Wait, don't tell me you're with them. Evil corporation, this tech enslavement, that what's next? Chemtrails? Now it's our time to be heard. Join the revolution. Join the revolution. Where the hell did they drop me? And finally, we're delighted to announce the release date for Neon Abyss, a frantic action platformer which fuses classic visuals to an ingenious roguelike game. It looks like a Borderlands character. Team 17 has encapsulated the spirit of independent games for over 30 years, with titles including Worms, Overcooked, The Escapist, and a whole lot more. Exclusive. Rated T for teen. Want to play a game? Neon Abyss, huh? Those usually, those type of games usually aren't my kind of games, but I mean, I dig the vibe Same. they're going for. I dig that vibe that they're going for. It's kind of cool. Team 17. Neon Abyss will be launching on PS4, Xbox One, that's a month Switch, away, and Windows on July 14th, 2020. Our next game has been in early access since 2018 with an almost 90% very positive reviews on Steam. Here's an exclusive look at the Skater new XL, huh? Academy High School level in skateboarding sim Skater XL. Exclusive. Exclusive. Instead of going out and learning the actual sport, you can pretend to do it in a video game. Hey man, people love those skating games. <laughs> I love them too, actually, but it is funny. I guess you can't go out and do anything now anyway. Well, some people are do it anyway. That's true. Fuck those people. Hi, my name is Dane. I'm the director at Easy Day Studios and we're working on Skater XL. Today we're showing a first look at the Easy Day High School level. This is a new environment we've been working on for some time and we're excited to show it off today. Dream, the alternate reality. Cash rules, that's my everyday mentality. Yes, that's 
This level is based on something that's really key to skateboarding, which is the California school environment. This is something that's been in countless skate videos over the years, elementary schools, high schools, very common sort of area, um, type of terrain for, for skateboarding. One thing we learned in starting to build environments for Skater XL is that we have a very unique game mechanic, so we had to go back to the drawing board on how the levels were designed. The pieces of the level are combinations of elements that we've designed ourselves, but also we mix in countless real-world spots. It's probably about 25 real skate spots, um, some that are very recognizable to anyone in skateboarding, from real high schools, real elementary schools. We've got Wallenberg, we've got Clipper, we've got um, parts of Lockwood Elementary, just a lot of different places. Uh, again, these are historic pieces. If you know skating, you probably know a bunch of these spots. And uh, the interesting thing is, again, based on the, the game mechanic itself, we've actually massaged and tweaked each of these spots um, to be not just recognizable, but also really fun and, and work with game mechanic. As well. I mean, this looks cool for uh, the people who are into skating games, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me personally. Thing about Skater Excel is it really starts with the controls. The joysticks, the analog sticks, that's kind of neat. Pad, um, map directly to the feet, so you have independent control of each of the foot, and everything is completely physics based and generated uh, in the moment. So what this leads to is the attention uh, to detail is kind of neat too, though. The skateboarding games in general is that you know the gameplay is not driven by animations; it's driven by the mm. physics. We didn't actually program tricks into the game; we just programmed movement, and with that movement, you're able to do all kinds of tricks. So it's oh, dude. You're also building up your ability to articulate and perform those tricks. I was wondering oh. if they were gonna. I was wondering if they were gonna show a nut shot. That's not nice. The satisfaction, the fun of this game comes that you're really directly in control. Just like real skateboarding, man, you're bound like to get a couple nut shots in there. There's such a depth in in the ways that you can use that board and how you can develop your skills. It becomes a very gravity, my worst enemy. Everybody's worst enemy after a while. That pop up around skateboarding, you know, the culture and the creative side and um, the community, and and that's something very unique to skateboarding. You don't see with with other things. So, you know, our goal has really been to capture a lot of those elements and, and bring them into the game as well. The interesting thing is that it's been uh, a decade since the last uh, significant entrant into the skateboarding genre and it hasn't been explored in, you know, in, in recent times when we have all these different things available to connect the community, to, to put content out, different platforms. So we're seeing a really interesting explosion of, of content, our creative community um, and modders and, and all these different things happening. Um, around the core of the game, so it's really exciting to see. Yes, it is Majin. Skater XL is coming out onto all major platforms July. I was going to mention at the beginning of the stream, but yeah, this this is the new green screen. Xbox One and PC. Thanks, Dane, and the whole team at Easy Day Studios. Yeah, man. Next game, it's uh, worked out pretty well for me so far. I really dig it. I like it a lot. Looks nice, and you shoot things. It's already been a big hit on Steam, and we're pleased to announce today that it's now coming to. I Xbox set it up like One. the day I got it because I was like, dude, I need to get GTT this going. And uh, yeah, man, it worked out pretty well. So I like it. Exclusive. It does exactly what I needed to do, and that's, you know, that's all you can ask for, right? What is this uh, Blood Dragon looking ass game? Uh, I forgot.
like fucking Tron. It really is, Margin. It really is. Gear of the artsy sci-fi games, yeah. We've got we've gotten a lot of those. Get to the orange door is coming to Xbox One in 2020. And we're pleased to is available right Get to now. the orange door. Free to download on Steam. Okay, Nolan, come on. You're dying here. What are you talking about? I'm not that bad. No, no. I mean you're gonna be dying when you play our next game. A third-person action-adventure, get this, it's set within a coma where you explore your memories while fighting for your life. Okay. Oh, that's great. I think I need to see the trailer. All right, glad you asked. Here we go, exclusive. Exclusive. In a coma. <laughs> you dream. Your only weapons are your treasured memories. There's your heart. It's beating. And the people you love. But they also secretly hate you. Because this is a dark game. Waking, June eighteenth. That's in a few. That's like soon. Yeah. Like real soon. Five days. Waking is coming to Xbox and Steam on June eighteenth, twenty twenty. Who wants an exclusive premiere? Well, I'm not really asking here. This is actually happening. Our next game is a sequel to the critically acclaimed World War II flying sim Bomber Crew, which probably <laughs> goes as close as its licensing team allows into a new era. You get it. World premiere. World premiere. For too long, the Phasmids have been causing trouble in our peaceful little corner of space. But not. Oh, they're calling them out, man. Calling out JJ with the lens flares. With the flares. Enlist today to embark on an epic space adventure. And do your lots of wipes. Let's get some of those cool wipey things in this part, Gina. <laughs> on Athena Station. Experience the rush of space flight. Seek out new life. And make new friends along. And make new friends. And make new friends along the way. Live. Laugh and prosper, and may the folk join the space crew. Gina, let's zoom around in 3D and get some explosions going on here. End it with a bang. Okay. Space Crew is published by Curve Digital and will launch on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and Switch in late 2020. Hey, Nolan. 
I got a good question for you. You ready? What is scarier than clowns? Uh, nothing is scarier than clowns. You know that. Well, you wouldn't say that if you'd been to Wales. You should probably cover your eyes for this. Oh no, it's something scary. The spoops are coming. These are not words I wish to write. I'm on a train. I fear you may believe me taken with madness. My father seeks to use me. He wishes me to sing for him as she did. To become the star attraction that will draw good folk to this accursed spit of land. I cannot explain further, but ask that you Murder on an Orient Express, the video game. Your love, always, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. My name is Ben Tester, and I'm head of marketing at Wells Interactive. Right now, we're finishing work on a new title, Made of Scare, and we're really excited to be able to share with you this new and exclusive gameplay footage. Made of Scare is a first-person survival horror game. Oh, Welsh folk folklore, huh? Folklore. It fuses psychological, gothic, and British horror. Set in 1898, Made of Scare is inspired by the haunting Welsh tale of Elizabeth Williams. It's a story of a family empire that's driven by torture, slavery, piracy, and a supernatural mystery that suffocates the grounds of the hotel. In this footage, we wanted to explore the 3D sound-based AI system that is the core survival mechanic. We want to show you what you can do to remain undetected, and if you're caught, what tools are available for you to survive. The enemies at Scare Hotel are completely blind, and they hunt by only what they can hear. So any noise that you make from walking or running, ain't got no eyeballs. Or even breathing heavy, you can't even breathe heavy, bro. Result in death. So you can avoid detecting some shit. Anything, avoiding the obstacles that make the noise. But if the enemies are close, then holding your breath is the only option. If you mistime this and run out of breath, then even your panting will get you killed. You are not completely defenseless. There'll be mm. a sound-based weapon available with limited ammo. That's a head. In and around the grounds. In a jar. You'll have to find health <clears throat> items, collectibles, Futurama? puzzle pieces, map pieces, and story pickups. All items. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. The scares remain the same throughout. But a change in AI behavior, enemy strength, limited manual saves, and reduced ammo and health items will put more of an emphasis on that classic survival horror experience. Made of Scare is coming to PC and console with a digital and physical launch on PS4 and Xbox One this July. You can wishlist the game now on Steam and pre-purchase will be available in the coming weeks. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> Stop choking me to death, man. Hey, Nolan, you can open your eyes now. Okay, there you go. All right, Made of Scare launches on PS4, Xbox, Switch, and Windows in 2020. Hey, M, what's better than looking at one upcoming game? Is this another one of your dad jokes? It's looking at a collection of upcoming games in the space of a few minutes. Okay. Oh, boy. Here's an incredible lineup of future hits to get excited about. <laughs> it's Smite. Oh, my thing froze. No. Right. Yeah, we're good. Fall oh, guys. Carrion. Nom 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 nom
The world's apart. Mu-mu-mu... What? And mutation... Mutagen? Yeah. And Oh boy, a game where you play as a cat, and now we got a game where you play as a dog. Oh yeah, it's the weird uh, ink, uh, incl inclinati or whatever, or whatever it's called. I don't lost. Yeah, I was in. I'm interested in this. Wave break. Cloud Punk. That's already out, I think. Is it? Uh-huh. Wind Jammers. Hammer Team. Hammer Time. Hammer Team. Stagehands. Archage and un Unchained. information mm. about all those titles by heading to gamesradar.com our next game appeared in our sister event the pc gaming show just a few hours ago and we're delighted to have john pearl join us now oh there it is look at remnant from the ashes dlc subject 2923 boy remnant from the ashes Pre-launch footage. Hello, I'm John Pearl, the design director at Gunfire Games. Right now, the team is hard at work on <sighs> the final DLC for this game. The okay. Final DLC for Remnant from the Ashes. This DLC is much larger and more expansive than. Game's got shooting in it. That shows you everything I know about this game, which is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. I was watching the Majin and Phenom play. Like I told you, man. I don't know why I thought. Uh, I thought it was all melee focused for some reason. This DLC will introduce a brand new campaign that takes place a year after the events of the base campaign of Remnant. This campaign focuses on the origin of the Dreamer Project and how it connects to the Roots invasion on Earth. With the footage we're showing, we're giving y'all a sneak peek at the icy and unforgiving heights of the new explorable world of Resum. The inhabitants of the world are an entirely new faction of enemies, Riki, which are a race of menacing humanoid rats. Combat, These look like the fucking rats from Vermintide, man. Fuck that. Fucking scathing. This DLC has a lot of dirty damn rats. Of the new campaign comes all new quests, kill them all, weapons, trinkets, armor sets, and more. 
Additionally, Recent will be added as an option in Adventure Mode, and if you have the Swamps of Courses DLC, it'll add Recent to the rotation of Survival Mode as well. Gotta live a good old shotgun blast to the face. Mm -hmm. The Subject 2923 DLC is coming to PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 August 20th. August 20th. And we can't wait for everyone to play it. Thank you so much for tuning in to find out what's next for Remnant from the Ashes. Hope you all enjoy the rest of the future game show. The fuck are those things, man? That is a pretty cool looking hammer, yeah. Alright, so Remnant from the Ashes, Subject 2923, will launch on Xbox One, PS4, and Windows PC. And now for something what we got completely here? different. Exclusive. Everybody loves playing board games. Now they're finally cool. But they're not so easy to play when you can't meet up oh. with your friends or loved ones. Don't fret, my old chums. Here at Thunderbox HQ, we've been working tirelessly to create state-of-the-art AI, amazing nice. computer graphics, a bitching synth soundtrack, and our laser-powered <laughs> but totally harmless board game zapping digitizer. Also, we can bring you the retro sci-fi survival strategy we like okay. to call The Captain is Dead. Sure. The Captain's Dead. Just load it up for you. Yellow alert. This reminds me of that one Jackbox game. That was on the newest Jackbox, I think. The one where there's like aliens and you have to figure out who's an alien. I'll be honest, the shading on that first character made me think he didn't have pants on. Me of one of those old-fashioned video games. And I'm done. Taking charge. I haven't used one of these since 30 Get him, old man, get him. I'm still no, no. Those no. aliens picked the wrong ship to mess with. The captain is dead. Head on over right now to Steam right now to wish list captain it is dead. right now. The Captain is Dead is a digital board game and will launch on Steam in 2020. Okay, so our next okay. games, they're linked by their focus on player creativity. From designing a food-themed obstacle course for you and your friends, to creating a mobile base that traverses a savage land. Main Assembly. So let's start with a title called Main Assembly. Hello inventors, and welcome to Main Assembly. Hmm. It gives you the freedom to create anything you can imagine. With huge open sandboxes to explore, your creations will be pushed to the breaking point. Jam-packed with loads of challenges and parts to unlock, pushing your inventions to the limit. Revolutionary freeform crafting lets you construct anything with ease and precision. Once you have perfected your design, why not take it for a test flight? Happy with how your robot looks? With the visual programming interface, you can set up controls and use sensors to make logic for different types of automation and really put your creations to work. Or jump online with friends to compete and collaborate. Show your creations to the world and test out what others in the community have built in the workshop. Oh, damn. Will your creation be the one that everyone is talking about? Main Assembly. Main Assembly is out now in early access.
See you there, inventors. This game is $17.99 on Steam right now. Early access. It's kind of neat, but I'm terrible with creating stuff, so I'd, I'd be I'd be bad at that game. Although I do like you know stuff like that. But. This is that other game we Hello, saw earlier too, right? Jamie Jackson, yeah. I'm from Mythical Games, and today we're super excited to give you an in-depth look at our new games, Blanco's Block Party. We're a new yeah, I mean again, veterans who help create some of the world's biggest game franchises. Not something that I'll be playing, most likely. <laughs> DJ Hero, Guitar Hero, and Minecraft Story Mode. Blanco's Block Party is a game about vinyl toys coming to life, but it's actually more than just a game. It's a place for gamers and content oh boy. and collectors to come together and to build and to own and to set the rules for the worlds that they want to play. So here we can see one of our Blancos running around the junction. The junction in Blancos is a really cool place that is just the beginning of the Blancos world that is going to grow over time. Um, Looks fun for kids though, I guess. It's going to be full of other players doing that. Platformer. Thing. It's going to be full of gigs. Yeah. There's that our NPCs are going to set for you. Um, as you do these things in the junction, you're going to level up your Blanco. So you're going to be able to train them to do different things. So each Blanco that you own, not only do you own it, you get to train it and to be the type of Blanco you want it to be. So you could make it super fast and jumpy. You could make it super tough, but some of the shooter games you could make it hmm. powerful for some of the race games you're also going to be able to get these really cool these dances games. though man um, jesus some of those things might be things that you can attach to your blanco that just look cool some of them will actually enhance a lot of your abilities but the <laughs> that's some, is just the beginning this is some silly ass shit man now what we're seeing is some of the UGC content. So everything here, people just built using the UGC editor. We wanted it to be super easy for players to build and create these levels. Key to it is everything can be done with a game controller. In Blanco's Block Party, you're going to be getting new content seasonally. And what that means is we're going to be delivering you some really cool stuff that is only available for that season. So if you go and buy a Blanco mm. in season one, that won't be available once you get to season two. So if you manage to snag one of the exclusivity, cool ones, oh boy, for as long as you want to keep it. The same applies to any of the dares and the quests. So is it, is it just like cosmetic wise, or like do they have anything those things only is available that sets them season. apart? Ownership is a key part of the experience. If they talked about that, I, I, I missed out on it. True ownership of what players buy and create through verifiable assets. Well, it allows us to legitimize. I'll be honest with you, I haven't been paying attention to this part at all. And it gives players the power to dictate the really? of those assets. And the key thing is, is you as a player own it and. We're going to make it really easy for you to do what you want with that. Players can create the world that they want hmm. in Blancos. We've just provided really easy tools. Again, I so do like the creative, like create your own stuff back. type games, but I don't know. There's just, this one just doesn't. It doesn't, uh, yeah, it doesn't call to me. It doesn't appeal to me for some reason. Later this year, and we will be announcing more news around it. The little Blancos look a little, look a little weird too. I don't know. If you want to know more about it, head over, reserve your account at blancos.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter at playblancos and Instagram at playblancos. Thank you and enjoy the show. Oh well, that guy's not gonna be in rush hour three. Here we go, another exclusive. Exclusive.
What this? It's an exclusive. Who knows what it is, but we'll find out here in a little bit. I believe this well, may or may not be another creative game, but we'll see. Didn't they say they were going to have three creative games? I only remember the two. Probably. So this has got to be the last one, right? Yeah. Because they did mention they were going to have a few, but I was—I didn't—I forgot how many they said they were going to have. Because mm. you're like, oh, these next few games are going to be have one thing in common. They're all creative. So this one might be as well. Hi. My name is Lucas. Donkey Crew, Last Oasis. Oh, yeah, this is the... They, they're on these wind ships, that's right. Last Oasis is a nomadic survival MMO, combining innovative features that allow players to traverse the world on complex wooden machines. They have to... Engage in epic they have to travel around the world because, like, the fucking sun will burn them if they get on one half of it or some shit. Oh, really? So as it rotates, you kind of have to travel. What's shown here today is the next big addition to the game. A volcanic... That looks kind of neat. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was letting it cook a little more before I checked it out. I was looking at the uh, the Steam page, and the the more recent reviews have been mostly positive. Yeah, I know. I know you can get some really big ass ships too. I think if you look at all reviews, they say mixed, but the recent ones have been mostly positive. So that that bodes well for this game. Yeah. And even hunt legendary killings, these giant winged lizards inhabiting mountains in hot climates. Harsh conditions of the volcanic lands make it very difficult for nomads to survive if they decide to settle on this hot soil. Greenery and sources of water are hard to combine. Hostile flying monsters don't make it any easier to explore because they're attracted to walker winds, making it essential for anyone who decides to venture towards these new territories to prepare in advance. Smart traders will likely take advantage of the resource scarcity to try to make some flocks on desperate nomads missing some wood or water, while explorers will be risking their lives to gather rare resources that appear in high quantities in these dangerous conditions. We are working tirelessly to bring in more content and improvements for the game, so make sure to try last Cool, cool, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued. See you next time. It's like it's like thirty bucks on Steam right now is what I saw. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I'll have to keep an eye on that to see what kind of updates they give in the future. But I am count me uh, intrigued. Donkey Crew. And for the record, we called it that first. Future Game Show presents the future of gaming. A new generation of gaming is upon us. With home consoles such as Sony's PlayStation 5 and Microsoft Xbox Series X set to release in late 2020, developers are preparing to change the way we play forever. We see companies like Google Stadia... Did you see how big the PS5 is compared to the other consoles? To the other PlayStations? It's like huge. Is it? Yeah. It's much bigger than what it appears when they showed it. Cause I mean, when I, yeah, because when I saw it at the thing, it didn't look that big. 
No, nah, they got it compared to the others, and it's fucking massive compared to that. I have to. Do you do you have like an image of this somewhere? Not not handy. I can't get one right now while I got all this other stuff. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I have to look it up later then. We can already make game worlds that are almost too big for the amount of content within them. So, of course, graphics will take a huge leap forward, but it's the complexity, diversity, and the freedom to play around in them that I think will be the biggest leap. The new technology that really excites me is using machine learning, both to make the game feel a lot more responsive and meaningful to the player, and to augment my abilities as a game developer. The way that I see video games evolving in the next generation is with richer game interactivity. We've seen graphics fidelity just explode over the last 20 years. Games can look so good these days, it's crazy. But the sorts of things you can do in video games have not really caught up. What I'm super interested in is solving problems that help gamers hmm. and characters in them play and feel as alive as they can now look. The next generation of tools and technology should allow a game to really acknowledge the emergent, creative things you can do as a player, and to help game developers create richer, more soulful game worlds. I'm really excited about using technologies like Semantic Amount to help game characters feel more responsive and alive, to get the game to create content not just randomly, but based on the kinds of- The Witcher 3! One way that game worlds might feel more alive in the future is by replacing scripted interactions with organic conversations. This live demo from Russian AI project LiveMind literally puts words into Geralt's mouth and could be a sign of things to come. Do you remember Beckelwood Derby? Yes, I won a great saddle for racing then. Of course, it isn't just game worlds that will evolve in the next generation, but the types of stories being told within them too. Narrative is such an important component to the games we play, furthering our connection with virtual spaces and the characters that inhabit them. It makes sense then that this is one area developers are eager to. That's evolve. wild, dude. I wrote my first game. This is this is some fucking. <laughs> Phenom's like scary. I mean, kinda, yeah, dude. That's so much. That's some, uh, I don't know what the proper word for it is. The biggest benefit of the machine, I don't know. Skynet's real, man. The machines are gonna take over. Man, that's, uh, that's something, dude. Should be about how we can make the experience as frictionless as possible. That is something, bro. You know, tailored experiences that they can do not only by themselves, but also with friends at home or online. I'm also hoping to see storytelling explore more collaborative efforts, telling stories to larger groups of players at once without telling each of them that only they are the chosen one. When we start thinking to ourselves, is traversal what should be at the heart of every storytelling experience in AAA? You know, can we make it more about- Is this the, uh, like, FMB game? Yeah, Erica. Jumping and shooting. Movies never have to cut away to load the next scene or more assets. There's a cut to black. Yeah, it's Tsushima. The director wanted that cut in that exact moment. And storytelling goes well beyond just the words being said. It's the audio. I should probably pre-order that game soon. The location. Now with characters and the world looking more real than ever, less downtime due to loading, and more feedback from our controllers, we'll hopefully see larger, hmm. more immersive scenes that won't need to. This is actually really interesting to see, but also it's like, damn, man. 
new generation of hardware means we are about to encounter a new frontier for graphical fidelity and visual effects. That's a given. But what about game audio? Sony and Microsoft are putting more emphasis than ever before on audio. And in the way that sound can draw us in game worlds like never before, could our sense of immersion in virtual spaces be about to change entirely? The next generation, audio will definitely be recorded and expressed in a much bigger sense. Uh, we're already starting to see hints of it already. Uh, Technologies such as ambisonics and ambisonics are being rediscovered and people are starting to think in different ways of how we could even push the boundaries even further. So one of the things that's so exciting about the next-gen audio is that it's promising just a whole new level of immersion. Obviously the PS5 3D audio is kind of the most outspoken example of this. And so with that new immersion, hopefully is going to come... Okay, I see the image here. This is something that, that's and, uh, sound yeah, that thing that looks bigger than, like, anything else you know, there. <laughs> and damn, dude, I forgot how beefy the OG PS3 was. That's yeah, dude, the thing was a thick... That was a... That's a thick-ass boy! Of course, some of the biggest changes to play, you won't <laughs> the new, I like how the new Xbox is literally just a fucking box. The more easily achieve their creative ambitions, the expansion of services such Man, as it's, 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 playing, it's pretty gaming, interesting looking at all the uh, low times and install sizes. Here's just some of the all the different uh, stuff. On the near if you want to, if you want to show them, Josh, here, here that is more social than ever. Yeah. With all the online services bound to get a refresh, I definitely feel like the next generation will have more opportunities to play together when we can't be together. I think crazy. the future of mobile gaming is really about two things. The first is about ubiquity. The second part of mobile gaming in the future is... Yeah, that's crazy, man. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, uh... Looks like a big boy right there, the PS5. ...if you find someone that's actually playing a game purely solo and never plays any game with other people. Crossplay is becoming more widely accepted and implemented, and that means you shouldn't have to coordinate what skew you're getting with your friends, what version they're getting, what platform they're on. You should be able to seamlessly play together, which is amazing. Almost zero load times, cross-platform ownership of games, cross-platform cloud saves, and just overall the focus on the player's experience rather than the platform. Whatever game this is that they were doing the Unreal Engine demo for, that looks cool, man. I'd play that. I mean, it was just a demo. It was made specifically for that. I know, they, sh they should actually make into a game that I'd play that shit out of that. Very, very high resolution. And we'll be able to come to rely on game engines to do so much of what we couldn't do before in terms of... Man, we heard about, we heard nothing about Watchdog in a while, huh? Not in a while, man. There hasn't been anything on that for a hot minute. And developers who previously couldn't have competed at the high end will be able to do so. It's a really exciting time. We'd like to thank everyone who gave up their time to bring us that was cool, man. Into the yeah, it's cool. I like, I, I like, I like right, looking at that insight of, of the future. A gaming legend. Thanks, Emily. You know, guys. This is seriously not. Oh my god. Okay, no, I refer, of course. Wasteland, right? He's the original producer of Fallout. Yep. He's here to tell you. Wasteland Three. Action RPG Wastelands Three. Let's take a look. I like Wasteland. I think you'd like Wasteland, Daniel. I don't know if you ever played him. Hello everybody, I'm Brian Fargo. I've heard of these games, but yeah, I haven't played them. producer on the original Fallout and Wasteland series. And I'm here to tell you today that finally... August 28th. Wasteland 3 is coming, August 28th, for the Xbox... There's a lot of stuff coming out in August, huh? 
few things. Who would do this? Welcome to Colorado. Who would murder families and children? Some bitch rebels. So, so you looking Let's forward to this game? Yeah, I am actually. I love to. Wasteland 3 The end has just begun Welcome to Colorado Wastelands 3 is coming to Xbox One, PS4, Windows, Mac, Mac and, and Linux, Linux on Look August at that. 28th, 2020. Damn, son. Covering all the bases. Question. If clowns are a 10 on the scarometer, and what? My dying is like a four. frozen yeah, decimation. Look, if clowns are like high, then our next game needs a new scoring system. Check out this new. Oh game boy, survival, survival horror remothered. remothered. Broken porcelain. Broken porcelain. No. Exclusive. Rated M from. There's gonna be a little, a little creepy doll running around. I just knew it. Come in. A Daryl Arts game. Good evening, Mr. Ashman. Uh, it looks pretty already. Developed by Storm Mind Games. Do you remember me? Well, that's the face. Oh my goodness, he looks like the fucking dude from that Hannibal Lecter movie. Jennifer, right? Clarice, is that you? <laughs> Lindsay, but call me Lynn. Poor game of the year. Jesus. It's just a bad dream. Damn, she's stabbing with some scissors. Shank, motherfucker. What have you done to her? <laughs> Take a bottle of the face, bitch. Do whatever it takes. Remothered broken porcelain. Of course I will. I probably I probably won't play it, but I'll definitely watch somebody else play it. I have a friend who might wanna who may be interested in this, I think. I think I know somebody who might be who might wanna play this. <laughs> Coming August 25th. Oh damn. That bitch got flamethrower. Oh man. Well, ain't that some shit? Remothered Broken Porcelain comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Windows in late 2020. Next up, we have a world-exclusive teaser for a new title from Different Tales. No spoilers here, but if there's a full moon tonight, 
We all should stay in Oh, is this the werewolf game? World premiere. World premiere. I was interested in this. It's the owl. I see. Part of the forest. Full game of villain July. That's all you get? Lame. Right? I was like, um, waiting. show has taken a closer look at the games of tomorrow, but big changes are happening to the way we play right now. Features such as cross-progression and cross-play allow us to- Cross-play? like, wolf, I'm in. That time you tried to play Crash Bandicoot. As I was saying, new features- And forgotten. Let PS4 owners connect with Xbox, Switch, and PC owners in their favorite shooters. We caught up with developers high res about how these features work in their current and upcoming A minute. Games. Can we move on from this chick giving me a stinker? Thank you. Crossplay lets you play games with your friends, regardless of which <laughs> platform they own. And it's grown in popularity thanks to titles such as Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. Developers high res studios are trailblazers in this field, but the industry as a whole has been slower to embrace the potential of crossplay. We caught up with high res to ask why. And to discover the importance of crossplay as we head into the next. Generation. Damn, lady. She is packing. Making crossplay work. You need to you know what I mean. Mindsets. There's a fear that platforms will lose revenues and lose players to competing platforms if they open the doors to crossplay. So we're talking about crossplay right now. I think you'll start to see consoles and other platforms embrace a truly play anywhere experience. It will become increasingly less important what hardware you're using to access the game and much more about like connectivity and communication. There'll still be exclusives, but the true crossover hits won't be constrained <clears> to <throat> one platform. Crossplay and cross progression also challenges game developers to think more globally and holistically about audiences. Is that you should be able to play from anywhere doing anything and kind of have that uh, that that follow you around as you go from console to console or platform to platform. If they choose Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo or PC for the next generation, it doesn't matter. The game they love and the purchases they made will come with them. Players expect the same experience across all of their platforms, and so to be able to actually pull that off takes a reasonably high level of sophistication. Hmm. Um, and you also want to ensure that kind of competition across all these platforms is fair regardless of who they're up against. Now that a console game is a PC game, is a mobile game, for many games, things like cultural relativism, localization, global community management are a bigger and bigger role in gaming. Um, so I think the long answer short, that's one of the kind of maybe hidden benefits of crossplay is it stimulates diversity and kind of a global approach to how you He's got the D&D Essentials kit. I seen it in the back on his show. From the start. <laughs> Josh was like, let me see what I can find. No, I was literally looking at his show. I'm like, what's this dude got? Because I would like shows behind me. Yeah. From the start. And it is to shoehorn it later in the project. More players accessing the same Look, game right there, it's under Mickey. That's it. Platforms. I was just looking at Mickey too. Ability to uh. make matches and the quality of those matches starts to increase. There it is, so yeah, I see it. I see what, I see what you're looking at. Game experience we possibly can, and we think that cross-play and cross-progression are some of the most important pillars to get there. You guys ready? It's time to get paid. Don't worry, Demo was born ready. What's up, everybody? I'm Scott Lucier, a.k.a. Scott Gandhi. What game is this? Designer at First Watch Games. 
currently we're finishing rogue, work on company. rogue company gotcha and we're really excited to be able to share this i think we uh today. saw heard about this game before too yeah rogue company is a third person yeah, shooter yeah, yeah. that features a unique blend between this looks familiar gameplay and objective based game modes in rogue company you play as a rogue which are a group of elite mercenaries that operate outside of the wall and they drop in exotic locations all over the world free Rogue to company play is going to be free to play and it'll feature cross i'm gonna be honest i feel like i've seen all platforms since day one i've seen this game everywhere right it's like i feel like i've seen 500 games but they all have different names <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like there's nothing this is the kind of game people are playing right now man well yeah but it's all the same fucking thing which means we're testing cross-play and cross-progression features, polishing weapons, rogues, and maps. The majority of my time is spent refining the core combat experience in Rogue Company while also making sure that our maps... This is the price we pay for those epic free games. Fortnite gave birth to this. amazing to play Rogue Company on a handheld device like the Switch. Being able to play Rogue Company at 60 FPS as I sit on the couch and my yeah, this definitely looks more uh, Fortnite-y. Is a dream come true. I agree with that, Loki. Rogue Company is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch later this summer. We can't wait for you to play our labor of love. To sign up for the alpha, head on over to okay. RogueCompany.com. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Going rogue. Big thanks to the teams at High Res for that look into the future of crossplay and info about their upcoming titles. Now we all know the next generation consoles are getting closer. Oh, what's so this called again? Look at what's to come. Square Which game? What's the picture they're showing? Um, oh, Outriders. Yeah, that's it. Exclusive. Next time on the Outriders broadcast. We'll be taking a look at the journey into the unknown, plus the characters joining your adventure as you battle through a hostile world. We'll also be showcasing a brand new area and delving deeper into our next class, the Pyromancer. Coming next month. Outriders. Here's an announcement about an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> We can't wait to hear more about Outriders in the lead-up to release sometime in holiday 2020. We're heading 150 years into the future next, where humanity is struggling oh. to survive. And yeah, we've seen this. Are being transferred into robot bodies. Disintegration. Not one step further. See what we've got. Five integrated outlaws. Sir, have you got weapons and shelter in there? Maybe you could give us a chance to rest. We may have more of interest to you than guns. Hi there, my name's Marcus Leto. I'm the president uh, Marcus Leto. of V1 Interactive, and we are currently working on our brand new debut game called Disintegration. And we are super excited to finally uh, be uh, getting ready for it to launch soon. Wow, look at you. Yes, you took the hard road. With Disintegration, we set out to build something truly unique. Um, it blends some 
great parts of a first-person shooter with a real-time tactical elements in a way that's never been done before, and in a way that required us to invent all new gameplay mechanics in order for it to work. The story of disintegration is uh, something that's set about 150 years from now in the future where humanity's really struggling to survive and one means of survival is taking the human brain and actually implanting it within an armored shell and attaching that to a robotic armature, allowing them to survive through this period of time. Once in these robotic armatures, humans now find themselves in a world where they are super strong, they're super durable, and some of them don't want to return back to humanity again. And so a new army is developed called the Rayon. In this world, we play some of those early integrated who are fighting back and who don't want to follow along with the rayon. I've seen what you call freedom. Not interested. In Disintegration's multiplayer, we allow the players to team up 5v5 against one another, each hmm. with their own crew in this incredible battle against one another. Each one of those uh, those matches takes place in a different type of game mode, so there's a great variety of things to hop into. Victory. <sighs> in order for the player to really have success playing Disintegration, they need to consider both parts of the equation. On one hand is your grab cycle and your weapons and abilities that you use fluidly in combat. That's just one part of the equation, though. On the other hand is your ground squad, each with their unique abilities that you can fire off tactically in gameplay. Yeah, so I don't know about this game. The player understands that both of these yeah. things work in tandem together Bam. and that they are part of a whole. They are the crew. And for you to kind of consider both parts is critical for your success. So Disintegration is finally going to be released on June 16th on uh, PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and Steam, well, for the PC. We're excited to be on all three platforms. All three platforms simultaneously. We're waiting for the community to hop cool. and start playing with us. Um, I'm sorry. Were you two having a moment? I can leave y'all be. What? The grab cycle? I'm a pilot. Uh -huh. It's called a pre-flight inspection. No, kind of looks like. I don't know. The characters remind me of like something out of Destiny. Yeah, they make me think of the robot dudes from Destiny. Yeah. Also, that comes out in like three days. Disintegration is coming to PS4, Xbox well, One, damn. PC, June 16th. Now prepare yourselves for a lesson in alternative history as we explore what might have happened if the Second World War didn't end in 1945. Another exclusive. Hi everyone, my name is Bogdan Graczyk, the game director of the upcoming narrative-driven adventure game Paradise Lost. I'm super excited to walk you through the alternative history that serves as the setting for our story. Paradise Lost, the Second World mm. War, doesn't end in 1945. In the spring of 1960, so the this Nazi is like uh, Wolfenstein, and Soviet troops are closing in. Without warning, the Nazis unleash the full might of their nuclear arsenal on their homeland and Eastern Europe. 
stopping the Soviet offensive in its tracks and turning Europe into an uninhabitable nuclear wasteland. To the rest of the world, this seems yeah, like it a seems Wolfenstein-esque, by one of the cruelest regimes in human history. Yet few know of the secrets that have been hidden deep underground. The Ark Project is among the most secretive endeavors of the Third Reich. Its goal has been to construct a network of hidden, self-sustainable, heavily fortified underground bunkers meant to shelter an Aryan master race society until it can emerge and rule the post-nuclear landscape. But not everything goes according to plan. For reasons unknown, one of the bunkers, located just outside Kraków, Poland, goes dark. Now, as you discover the past, you can shape the present. It's been 20 years since the explosion that set our story in motion. You play as Szymon, a 12-year-old Polish boy driven by personal tragedy to seek out the bunker on the edge of Kraków. At first, the place seems completely desolate. What brought Szymon to the bunker? What answer is Oh, man. You'll have to uncover the truth yourself. Mystery. <laughs> Paradise Lost. Interesting. So, do you dare discover the last story on Earth? Okay. Nah. <laughs> Josh is like, nah. It, I good. mean, no, I, I might check that out actually. It seems kind of cool. PS5 and Xbox Series X. Our next game. Wait a second. Emily, I know it's, it seems intriguing though to me at least. We discussed this. You can't be trusted. Unbelievable. Post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic story kind of mystery game. Sounds sounds intriguing. Operation Tango. Hacker. Or choose hacker. It takes two to complete the mission. It takes two to stay alive. I want to be the guy in the chair. Hmm. It takes two to save the world. Okie dokie. Okay. Our next game is so secret, we don't even know its name. Oh, it's Kenna. Of this recording. So I'm just going to put myself out there and make one up. I'm guessing it's called The Kingdom of the Gusty Willows. What kind of fake name is that? It is not called... The Kingdom of Gusty Willows. <laughs> Here's the Fucking developers Nolan. of the Kingdom of the Gusty Willows to talk about their show-stopping new PS5 project, The Kingdom of the Gusty Willows. Can I make it extremely clear? This is not called The Kingdom of the Gusty Willows. What's the big deal? It's a good title. Exclusive. Sorry, Nolan, the name 
isn't Kingdom of the Gusty Willows. It's actually called Cana Bridge of Spirits. Saw so these guys Hi, at the I'm PlayStation Mike event. I'm the chief mm -hmm. officer at Ember Lab. This game looks cool, man. I am really interested in this I'm game. Chief operating officer here. I'm, I'm, I'm about it, man. You may have seen our game. Yeah, this is the game I was talking about earlier. It looks like the Ray game we never got. And today, we're really excited to share a little bit more. It like, looks really neat, though. It's like playing a Pixar movie. So, what's this game all about? Well, Kano Bridge of Spirits is a story-driven action-adventure game that combines fast-paced combat with exploration and a really fun, charming companion mechanic where players are going around collecting forest creatures that we call the Rot. So you play as Kana. She's a spirit guide who has traveled to this forgotten village and soon discovers that there are many trapped lingering spirits. Um, and it becomes clear that there are larger forces at play that have sort of corrupted the environment and stopped things from moving on. Evil. Well, the main focus of the game actually revolves around helping these trapped spirits. So each kind of level or world that you enter is all focused and kind of themed around the corrupt spirit that's lingering. And to really help these spirits, you ultimately have to get to know what happened to them in their past life. And to do so, you're looking for clues in the environment, you know, facing combat challenges, solving puzzles. But ultimately, Sweet. it all relies on building and growing your team. They call them the rot? Is that what those little, little guys are called? They can be used in combat to augment abilities, they can be used to manipulate the environment to carry things around for you. The more rot you have, the stronger you're going to be. I guess so. I couldn't tell if he's singing rot or rot or what. The trailer does a lot sounds like rot to me, but it I... It sounds I, like I'm, rot to I'm, me too, I'm, after he said yeah. it that second time right there. Darker elements that are in the game, and, uh, you know, but it makes them sound bad, almost. <laughs> and they're so cute! I can't be evil! They're called the rot! Like what? Sounds like something you say when you can go doctor, like, listen man, I got this rot here, I need you to check that out. Exposes some darker themes in the storytelling. Gee. We're targeting a holiday 2020 release, and it'll be coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and the Epic Game Store. We're really excited for everyone to get their hands on the game, and in the meantime... Enjoy cool, the yeah, that's a game that's on my radar, for sure. Very interested in that one. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Hell yeah. Well, I think that's it. Thanks so much for watching the Future Games Show and look out for more great next-gen coverage on gamesradar.com throughout this week and beyond. And don't forget to check out our sister shows from the Gorilla Collective over the next few days right here on Twitch. Wait, wait, come on, come on, Nolan. It wouldn't be a game show without that, you know. One more thing. Can we do that one more thing moment? You are so right. Rip. Wait, are we in this one? No. Oh, well. But hey, Em, would you work with me again? Maybe in some kind of swashbuckling adventure where I play a roguish, charming adventurer? Nah, I think <laughs> I, you know, I've been there, I've done that. What do we got? World premiere. World premiere. Three years ago, Serial Cleaner took you back to 1970s America in a single-player stealth action crime story where you played as a professional crime scene cleaner, getting rid of bodies and the incriminating evidence. All while avoiding the police. Now, with over one million owners and releases on all major platforms, we're going to the 90s. Good lord. Whoa. 
Jesus, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Serial cleaners! Single player stealth action crime story. Coming to 2021. Well, that really does complete our showcase for 2020. Yeah, we hope you've had a great time watching and that you've seen something that you can look forward to. We also just want to take a moment to thank our partners for helping put all of this together. But most of all, we want to thank you for watching. I'm Nolan North. And I'm Emily cool. Rose. And this has been, Emily, if you will, The Future, Future Gaming, Gaming Show 2020. 2020. Well, then, Assassin's Creed, the future of games is now. Now. So I've seen stuff I've been interested in, right? Yeah. But I don't know if I've seen anything that's really been like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get you. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of the same way. Nothing has, like, blown me away. But there are certainly stuff that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. For sure. More of that Avengers game, which we haven't seen yet either. Is the Square Enix doing anything within the next uh, few days? I need to look at the Summer Game Fest. Dang. I gotta look at it as well. Future games show. The all next, right, right. the next thing is the Star Wars thing on Monday. Monday, okay. Monday, Monday. Thanks for watching. That's it. All right. Cool. So if that was the last thing for today, and you said there's nothing else on Monday until Monday, huh? Correct. Or at least that's what's on, you know, unless something pops up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alrighty then. And then the 16th through the 22nd, you got the Steam Game Festival. Mm -hmm. Also, June 16th, you got to upload VR Showcase, uh, which is this new VR announcement. Then the 18th, we have the EA Play Live. Which, when is the 18th? That's next, uh, next Thursday. Hmm. Uh, and then, like, some sort of developer showcase on the 22nd. There's some sort of Avengers War Table for the 24th. I don't know what that is. It says, new gameplay and details on Marvel's Adventures. 
Avengers, not Avengers. Sorry, Avengers. Avengers. You can't tell. I haven't slept very much. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more Avengers when we do. All right. There's, well, that's cool. There's still some more announcements coming throughout this month. And must be that's next. good. That's good. Well, there'll be more stuff. I'm sure next week we'll have plenty of other things to talk about. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the the Star Wars Squadrons game is going to be all about. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. We we shall see. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out the show? I think that's going to be it for today, man. We had a long episode today. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us oh, and hanging out. And this is going to be a, a long upload. <laughs> I had to. I had to eat in the middle of the of the beginning of the. Uh, I, I still the haven't. Game show. I still haven't I like, eaten. Because <laughs> I was like, "F this, dude!" I had to get some stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Let me throw up the goodbye screens. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, the next episode uh, of the clockwork uh cantina which uh next week's episode by the way for those of you who are wondering what we will be doing um next week we're gonna be doing another retro rewind uh we're gonna be re-watching the matrix and we're gonna be talking about it oh, it's yeah. been uh it's been quite some time since i've seen that movie so i'm looking forward to doing that and then, of course, I'm sure next week during the news portion, we'll have lots of other gaming, you know, stuff that we're going to be talking about. So I'm looking forward to that next week already. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us, guys. It's been uh, been a fun one. Uh, stay tuned for the uh, for my Twitch channel. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance. Uh, may or may not do that today again later on. We'll see. Uh, but anyway. Thank you, guys. Uh, keep in mind, we have D&D also. Uh, check that out. Frozen Decimation. Fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's all for me. Thank you, guys, for, for watching. And uh, see you next week. Bye-bye, everyone. All right. Hi, guys. Thanks for watching episode 42 of the Clockwork Cantina, featuring some of the PC game show and the future game show. It was a long, long, long session, uh, uh, but it's awesome to get to see some games that are coming and, and stuff like that. Uh, make sure to, if you like what you've seen, make sure to hit that follow button. You know, we really appreciate that. Check out the Twitter and join the discords and all and those channels to chat with us or tweet at us and all that good stuff. Uh, tomorrow we have D&D at 6 p.m. Eastern time here on Twitch.tv. Uh, slash Josh902, so make sure to come check that out if that interests you at all. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and we're kicking off uh, the new arc and stuff like that, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes, because uh, you never know. Starting off a new arc in, in a game is, is tricky. It's tricky sometimes, uh, but yeah. Um, as for that, keep an eye on the stream just in case we do stream anything, because uh, I'm going to go buy Persona. <laughs> Right after this, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I'm twenty bucks is not bad, man. But you can uh, you I'll, can get it. You can get it cheaper on some other websites. I already checked. Apparently. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, or I saw it on Twitter rather, because I follow all the people that are like, you can get it really cheap. Yeah. 
Um, Josh is like, yeah, yeah, like five dollars cheaper, not much. Um, but five dollars is five dollars. That's a that's a fucking meal. Um, until next time, we'll be seeing you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace out.